0: Welcome to the Bat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Final PGA championship bets, DraftKings ownership, the weather, which is gonna be a thing. People are talking about it. Do we know what's going on? Not really. And of course, the live chat. If you're watching this on demand after the live, of course, you cannot ask your questions anymore. Hit me up on Twitter at the PME. If you have any questions, will I answer? Maybe, depending on how busy my Wednesday night is. But if you have your questions, you leave them in now. The good questions will be the ones that are answered. Taylor Tambolini is in studio with me. Toe Tag and Tambo. I liked your uh, your thread. Yeah, I always put that out every week. I know. I'm, I'm waiting for it to be like step one, grind. Step two. Uh, don't have
1: those ones. <laughs> yeah, not, not quite up to the power on that, that level yet, but I like to put it out there. A few people hit me up on it already today. I think there was some good stats in there. Probably some nuggets that will come up throughout the show.
0: All right, well, want to let everyone know that they sub, rate, and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Now, of course, you're probably watching this live on YouTube. Just go down to the description, find it in there. Leave a five-star review, something you enjoy, Twitter handle, or email address. And if you are selected as one of the winners, I'll just PayPal you 100 bucks, bribing you for a higher spot on the church. We're second in the U.S., second in Canada as of right now. So if people, like, undownload and re-download the shows from earlier this week, and then download this one, then leave the reviews, we might get to number one. Yeah. That'd be nice. would like that. I would take that. It's good for ad sales if yeah. we can get to number one. And it means that people are listening, which is really nice. I can't believe people are fucking listening to the show, because it still blows my mind even after, like, eight years.
1: Well, I'm happy to be here, so it's good. Like,
0: like you said, there's a lot to talk about for this week,
1: and uh, we're going back to it, Pat, the weather. We talked about it at the players. We were wrong. PMAM did not work out there, but I think we've learned a little bit from that. I always say it's not whether you win or lose, it's win or learn, and that was the exact example where you had to take something away from the players with the weather angle.
0: Uh, If you do want to ask your question in the chat, you have to be subbed to Mayo Media Network, so please go do that right now. That's how you're going to have to ask your question. Smash the like while you're here. And, of course, play in the Listener's League. It's not full yet. There's still 900 spots available, and DraftKings going dark in Ontario is not helping matters. Turns out there's a lot of people who watch the show that live in Ontario. Now they can't fill up the listeners' league, but it's $90,000 of guaranteed money. I would feel like people should play in that. Two more majors to go where it's likely increased if we can
1: fill this one. And then, yeah, funny enough you said that, but I got a lot of DMs today that DFS is cancelled in Canada. So, well, Ontario is just a part of Canada, just so you know. So, it's actually just where you are. I'm sorry, but it's still good everywhere
0: else. Yeah, we can play it where we are sitting in Canada. Yeah. Not a problem for us yet. Flag like, gifts, sorry, Canadian flags. Yeah, and and look, like where we're at, it's so backwards. That's going to take 20 years till they cancel right, DFS yeah. here. So, I think that we're fine. Betting card for the week. I still have a bit of room on this and i will put this the finalized version in the newsletter uh, you can sub down in the description completely free get sent straight to your inbox boom all the final nuggets info everything that you need are in there morikawa 25 our guy big dick Vic hovlin <laughs> 28 to 1 dj 33 to 1 will Zalatoris 50 to 1 two bombs keith mitchell luke list 200 to 1 225 to 1 both of the top eight each way first round leaders all with the top five woodland noran mcintyre sink Cam Davis, Mac hughes and Ryan Fox. I'm going with Victor Hovland and the one and done. Jeff is going with Cantley. Cust has put the curse on Scotty Scheffler. Oh, geez, that's who I have. I-, I had him saved and I don't know why, but I had him I've plugged him in
1: already to one and done, so I'll have to think about that. I normally don't take the curse into full consideration, but You should. I mean- yeah, it's where sometimes it works against it, so I don't believe in it fully. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Some of those bets, so you got, I, I think, are pretty tasty, and I liked how you called Big Dick Vic our guy. So we'll we'll talk about that probably when we get into it. But I don't have much different. Uh, I got different bombs. I have Woodland one twenty five. Well, well,
0: it's funny that you mentioned Woodland because he's on the short list. I c- I can still add. Yeah. Neiman, Finau, and Woodland were the three that I was looking at.
1: Yeah, I like Woodland. I, I don't think, know what his number is still at, but he actually. He's, I think he, it's one forty. Yeah, even better than. I think I got them. Start of the week was 125 with the top eight each way. So, uh, Woodland, Norin, I got at 140. Gooch and Homa, I had from the start of the season 125 and 150. So they're kind of better numbers than they're even close to now. So I was happy to have, be on board with those. And then right before I got here, Pat, I don't know how much of them I'll have in, in daily fantasy this week, but I did bet the boost on Justin Thomas mm-hmm. at 20 to one too too good don't care about the weather side of this of the bet like that he's actually the one at the players by the way that played through the tough wind and was able to battle battle through and who knows what's going to happen here yeah
0: he played his best golf in the worst conditions <laughs> and his worst golf in the good conditions yeah. that's been pretty standard for Justin Thomas at this point let's so, t- let's talk about this weather
1: sounds like a champion yeah, yeah let's go
0: the the weather is strange uh, and it looks like there's a pretty distinctive AM, PM advantage at the moment. So, guys that tee off early on Thursday play later on Friday. Now, it looks like there could be hail storms on Friday afternoon, which this is what happened at the players. We got this completely wrong. All of a sudden, golf was delayed for a day, and what we thought was going to happen turned out to be the inverse because they got pushed. That could happen here again right now. But as of 7 a.m. Friday morning, I'm looking at Windfinder for Tulsa right now. Gus up to 50 miles per hour. That's not great. And then at 10 a.m., it kind of flattens out a little bit. It goes from like an average of 36 to 25 to 21 throughout the afternoon. On paper, early Thursday, late Friday appears to be the more advantageous wave. We know we get this wrong all the time. What do we do?
1: First off, I think we just take a step back. We go back to the players. There's
0: already, you can see it in the Discord
1: chats, Twitter, everywhere. There's a lot of... If PTSD if you will based on that what happened at the players the recency bias of the last time we got it wrong we get it wrong all the time I, I understand <laughs> but I'm just saying in general I say this all the time we don't know shit we're just out here talking about we're giving great information the threads the shows all that we do we're trying to help you out the best we can and provide
0: you, you give great information I I, I try I to but, but I'm
1: saying like when I when I posted it back here our guy also on the Miami Media Network Sky Hoke, Skyhook Skyhook DFS Skylar Hoke he posted about the wave stacking at the players and that was a well known on paper advantage where everyone had talked about it was PMAM, let's get after it. Only 6% of the entire main tournament on DraftKings did PMAM stacks, fully committed to it. They had to play their guys. They had to do five ones, you know, four twos, where they're using four guys from the wave that they wanted and two in the back or five and one. Only 1% played the contrarian angle of what if it flips the other way. And what I tried to say, I posted on Twitter last time, was look, even if the PMAM doesn't work out, what you should take away and glean from this is that if there's going to be a significant advantage one way on paper, then that means it could flip and go the other way. So I think this time, if you got, you know, your 100% of your lineups, you could go 30% or 40% to the PM AM, or sorry, the AMPM, PM, which we like on paper, you could float 10 to 20 to the other side, and you could do the remaining with a mix of everything but I don't think you should just be all in one side. Why I say that is because when you saw it last time, 20% of the 1% wave, you would have crushed. You would have had a great opportunity at having a pretty good lineup get to the finish line. On the other side of it, you would have been 40% on the wave you liked and only 6% did it. So I think that's really something to focus on if you think there's any type of advantage. The worry, Pat, and I'll flip it back to you here, is that the Friday AM looks so bad with Gus right now. And because it's so early, Is that they come out and just say, integrity of the tournament, all this. Forget the stoppage of if balls are rolling off. Because first off, there's massive runoffs here. We talked a little bit about the course throughout the week. That could happen. But on the other side of it is, what if they just delay it right out of the gate? Well, didn't this happen at Riviera earlier this year? I think so, if I recall correctly. And so you've got situations like that where you could see that happen. I still see, like, again, the waves taper off and things could change out from that. That's where just nothing could matter. So I think you should, you know, 30 20, 40, 10, something like that of your wave stacks, going with the the AM, PM as the majority, and then the rest on just whatever you want. And call it hedging if you want. I don't mind a hedge. Uh, Depends on how much money you've got in play. If it's a hundred bucks, pick a side, go all in. If you have one lineup, play the guys you want to cheer for. Okay,
0: so this was my question. If I'm playing in a single entry or I'm playing in a three max, like the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, play with the link down in the description. Thank you. What do we do? Yeah, that's, so to me, I might people might not like this.
1: I think like a three max of a $15, it's your 45 bucks in the line. It's an excellent tournament. You should be in it. I still pick, I take a side. I, okay. don't, I don't build 1 a.m., 1 p.m., and one mix. I, you could do a 2-1 or just commit. It's 45 bucks. You throw it away on so much How shit. How did Tambo too rich over here? It's, throw it away. <laughs> I mean, it's not even about that. I think even if you have the, like, if you can play 45 bucks a week, you can lose 45 bucks. Pick a side. Be contrarian and go against the people that are saying play the the proper wave. Play the wave that you think is just so good, too good to be true. Or just say, screw it. I'm playing the guys I like. I want to be there to root on Scheffler on the weekend. He's a guy that's in the quote-unquote bad wave, but he's a guy that you think could win the tournament. Then just play him.
0: If you were throwing one entry into the $25 milli, let's say that's all you want. You somehow found the show. Sorry about that. And you want to throw in one lineup. You're not going to play 80. I'm playing 80, and you're probably playing 150 in the millionaire the $25 millionaire maker
1: uh th- this week I'm focused heavier on the 880 Tambo two riches coming back but I'm playing <laughs> I'm playing the higher stakes and focusing on that I think I'll uh, I'll probably just based on this wave stuff is max something like the $5 it's got 100k up top yeah take out one of my 888 entries apply it over to the $5 it's still 100 grand and just go after this stuff be a little bit more aggressive but if I was playing one lineup in the $25 would you play
0: the opposite wave stack and give yourself the best leverage possible because
1: it's in my opinion not as much leverage as people think it is based on sky's data that he put out i would just play the guys i want
0: oh really no i would say that if you play the opposite win stack the pm am Mm -hmm. and let's say less than one percent of the field does that if you're if you turn out to be right. It te- like I mean, your math is very clear.
1: Yeah, the, the, the math will spit that out. I'm just saying, but my point is you only have your 125 bucks. It sounds like that's your, you know, you're deciding on getting dinner tonight or playing DraftKings. <laughs> just play the guys you want to cheer for over the weekend and forget all this stuff and just enjoy the money. Put it down as entertainment.
0: All right, so what if I'm playing in the $200 single entry then? Like I am, like... I- I'm trying to figure out what lineup that I should put in. Should I put in my favorite six guys? Should yeah. I put in the AM-PM? Should I put in the PM-AM? Like, what's the best strategy there? Because I did that at the players. Didn't turn out well. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's one of the latter where you mentioned, like, playing the opposite stack or just the guys you want. Play the best plays is never a bad idea. We've seen it in the past where it actually works out to be the best it lineup. It was our
0: best lineup on the lineup that we built before I went away on the vacation, the Wells Fargo one. Yeah. I think it was my only six of six, and I, it, it was, like, a top 2% lineup. I would stand by it. Like I said, I would
1: just do that. Because it's your 200 bucks, you're putting Again, your 200 is someone else's 25, is someone else's 2,000. It's what you want to do. So I'm playing in the, the mega, the 4444. And I'm just saying, I'm likely just going to play the best place. Well, how, many, how many
0: teams do you have in that?
1: I'm going to play one in that, and then I'm going to play six in the 888. And then I'm going to decide on maybe I'll have 75 in the 25, 150 in the five, something like that. But in my 4444, the big debate is right now, I can play my weather stacks in the 888. And in the 4444, I'm going to play it as. Just pick the best guys because – you're telling me like Rom and Scheffler, even if this wave exists, they can't battle through it. It's a two or three stroke advantage. Maybe it comes down to it. I still think there's a possibility. And then what happens on Saturday when things calm down and all of a sudden the best golfers in the world are at lower ownership than they were going to be coming in. And now they're at a course that fits them perfectly and they can beat up over the weekend when
0: many others fall back. And we have to think too that the wind direction changes. It looks like sometime on Friday where all the weather or all the wind that was going to be in your face is now behind you. Yeah. Could it be that playing in the wind might be an advantage Gosh. on some of these long? This like, is why I'm can, saying. Can you get to the par fives and two all of a sudden? Because you can hit it 400 yards off the team totally. with that roll? Like, I, I don't know, but I'm saying that these are the unknowable things that we know about the weather. So I do think that, like, at the 80 lineups that I talked about, I think I'm going to go 40 with a mix. Just play the guys that I want, 25 with the good wave, 15 with the other wave, and call it a day. That's what I like. I'm
1: personally in love with that because, like I said, what I talked about earlier, we don't know anything about this weather. Anyone who's talking about it doesn't know. They have the same wind finder, windy, (laughs) whatever you want to bring up, five different meteorologists on there talking about the advantage. It doesn't always work out, but what we do know is that the field doesn't adapt enough. So no matter what you do, the example you gave are well over the percentages that the field are stacking. So if the perceived edge flips or there is an edge in any type of manner that has has to do with weather you're above the field on it and you're in pretty good shape over the weekend with a potential to find that gem that gets to the top for six figures plus
0: how are we thinking this translate to DraftKings ownership because you've been seeing movements in yeah. some of the guys uh, fantasynational.com slash mayo you can see the live the organic moving DraftKings ownership and like right now it's at fourteen thousand lineups generated. That's probably going to be like fifty thousand by tonight because I think most people are just waiting are. to go put in their lineups. Like you even see it with the tournaments uh in the lobby on DraftKings, the Pat Mayo Experience listeners league. Like I said, only nine hundred spots left, but and a lot of people reserve that. But a lot of people also wait till the end till they actually have their lineups to go put in. I think that they're waiting on, hey, is this the the right weather? Is Bryson going to play? I don't think too many people are really waiting to see if Bryson's going to play or not. But there are some things still left up in the air. So Rory is the only $10,000 player in the perceived good wave. Is that going to mean Rory all of a sudden is the highest known guy above 10K?
1: I don't know if it will be highest owned because JT is still there and we'll wait and see what happens. I think, again, JT is someone that people have an affinity for where it's like, I'm playing him no matter what. The player's conversation of him being the guy that battled through as I brought up earlier will still be in the mix. But I definitely think the Rory thing is interesting for a couple reasons. One, it should boost his ownership. Two, because the four guys above Rory are all in the perceived bad wave, you can build pretty much any lineup with the AM, PM stack in the perceived good wave and have that $10,000 available to you. So, two points that are interesting. One is it with three, maybe. One, it boosts his ownership. Two, an easy way to get different is just to not play him and leave money on the table drop down to who you mentioned, our guy, Big Dick Vic, Victor Hovland. You could do something like that. Oh, but he can't chip. Oh, wait, he can't chip,
0: but all the other... I I think he should just withdraw from the tournament, as as he has no chance of winning.
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like (laughs) from the the general public opinion out there, is that it's just the one stat, but I mean, we've both talked about it, I brought it up on the Fantasy Golf Degeneres, I know you've talked about it this week, Uh, he's shown up and lost almost two strokes uh, around the greens at certain events, and finished top five, Uh, he's played incredible in some of these higher-end tournaments, where it just doesn't matter, he doesn't necessarily need that.
0: Yeah, and if everything, as as you pointed out, I talked about this with Rick, and I talked about it with Kirsch on his show last night, that if a around the green is going to be fucking hard for everyone. Yep. Then why would that be a massive disadvantage to the guys that suck at it anyway? Isn't it going to make the better guys worse? That that and the fact that you're t- we're not talking about a guy that misses a
1: lot of greens again a lot of people will miss a lot of greens here but he should be ahead of the pack when it comes to that if his ball strikes on you don't know so you play him with the hopes that it is we know what the potential is and then all the other little things that go into it like pga championship is a spot where guys pick up their first he's only been just behind morikawa on a lot of things again Kawas cow ahead of him on the resume of his career right now but it's not like matthew wolf lagging behind who we can talk about later if you want but just saying hovland is has been right behind him. i could easily see him lifting up the water maker this weekend haven't you know, after that, oh, but he couldn't chip. Same reason Kawa couldn't win the Open. It was his first time and he couldn't figure the game, they around the green game out, but he practiced it a week before and then went on to win the thing. So I could definitely see it happen. And then lastly, you sp- you mentioned Rick, you talked about him. It was in the tidbits thread on my Twitter, at Totag and Tambo. You can find it there. He posted it and said the 10K range on a really solid sample has been worse than almost, I think it's almost any other event at the PGA Championship where the 7 and 8K range has shined through. So you can build a really balanced 9K range and we'll go there in a second but you don't have to play all the same dudes that everyone else is going to with spieth Xander, and decky in the in the good wave if you will you can play someone like hovland you can play the cam smiths or you can drop down to like zalatoris at 8900 and mix your lineup up that way and you don't have
0: rory how good of a play is zalatoris this week
1: the flop leg Right, it's just one of those things. Eighty nine
0: hundred. I assumed he was going to be thirty percent owned. He's just not. Like, yeah, it's people just, are it's not. not why aren't people using him? Is it because there's that Hideki Xander Cantley tier and Lowry right next to him? Yeah, it's pretty much what it comes down to. And even though he'll get a slight boost based on the fact he is in the morning he'll be like wave, twelve percent. Yeah, it's going to go
1: up a little bit than what we thought. And because again, like I said last, our first show we did with Raza, where I said like it's not. PGA DFS right now isn't the same as it always was. People don't just go off a guy completely now. They don't care that he burned them last week. But the bigger challenge is what it always is, is the range that he's in. You and I, I forget what show this was on, the Billy Horschel week when he was 8,700 and crushed. No one could play him because they had to have their 9K guys and they had to drop down and have their lower guys. And it's the same thing here. When you've got um, now the wave advantage thing that people are talking about with Rory, Hovland, Smith, uh, what do you got? X, Matsuyama, and then Spieth all with the perceived wave that they they're in you've already got ownership that was there before that and now it goes there again so i just think
0: people overlook guys like willie z here and some of the others in this ak range i think that people are not talking enough about Siwoo kim having the good wave <laughs> but uh, that's just me that's you, can look, you can you could look at
1: it that way what is his price this week 74 74
0: 72 74 i think it's not a bad yeah, price 7200 yeah no one's using Siwoo kim yeah. by the way
1: yeah. Looking for guys. I mean, that's another angle just to take it is even, so here's the other thing you talked about, like spreading out your lineups. We're staying on this cause I think it's relevant what people want to hear, but uh, you still want to be a little bit unique in those lineups as you spread it out. You and I used the example earlier where you definitely have the Rory money, just leave Just, that money and use Vic. And put, and
0: use Vic? I, I think the Cam Smith is now the play. Like I, I either ta- of
1: them, both of them.
0: I, I talked about this again with Rick, where I came into the week being like, I'm all over Speed, 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 and then Speeth comes out and goes in second. And I'm like, all right, well that's fine. I mean, that's good that yeah. he had a good finish. Then everyone was on speeth and it was like, okay. If everyone's on Spieth, what's that doing to everything else? And I went and looked at the ownerships. Like, oh, no one's using Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. All anyone fucking talks about this week is how important around the green game is, approach around the green, and putting. Those three things. No one is better on the planet than Cam Smith. Yeah. Over the past eighteen months, yet everyone wants to use Spieth and not Cam Smith.
1: Yeah, so I'll have some speed in like the wave stacks because mm-hmm. he still fits into it. And you could just get different using the guys like Siwoo Kim, using a Ryan Palmer down below when we oh, get there. I don't know there.
0: about that. Cam Davis is there. That's sure. The guy. L-
1: lots of guys I'm saying, ways to get unique within your build while using him. But I prefer, especially in the higher stakes stuff, to go to somebody like, uh, you know, bring in, you know, Hovland or bring in the Cam Smith play or just figure out a way to get different with your Xanders and, and Matsuyama's there versus playing speed that are very increased ownership.
0: Look, if you want to make sure that your good stack is unique, there's a guy, and he's teeing off at 7.49 a.m. Eastern, or I guess Central Time. Central Time? We're in Central Time here, right?
1: Hey, I don't know the difference. Time zones?
0: You're, yeah. you're killing me here. Yeah, CT, anyway. Hatton. Hatton's gonna, just sitting there. I was
1: going to say, it's one of the H's, because Hatton and Homa both tee off at that now, time. Now, Homa, you can have Homa. Give me Hatton. Yeah. I think I like uh, I like them both, but if I had to pick one, just let me pull up my stuff here right quick. I think, um, yeah, it does. It does show a little bit better for Hatton, and I think the ownership's actually less on him than Homa. Right, Homa having that win recently is a factor. The fact he's going out early, but so is Hatton. And Again, there's also really
0: there's also a really fun narrative around Hatton that he sucks in majors, which is not true. Like, he, he has big variants in majors. He has a bunch of top 10s in majors, yeah. including PGA Championships. We, we he, talked just, about he really him. sucks at the Masters is where he sucks. If you're comparing mental games of Max
1: Homa and with Hatton, that's where it becomes different. But like you said, overall results and long-term, Hatton has been just fine. And again, he hated the Augusta National course. How does that translate over? He talked about it openly after saying how he didn't like it there. I know that's one of the biggest comp courses, but if you talk about just a, a hard major track, I don't know. Homa hasn't really shown up at these either. So Homa won tough courses, but at majors, he's almost like a, a Sam Burns in the sense where they haven't really shown up at majors yet. Sam yet. Burns
0: also Anderkers this week. Yeah. He's up there at 8,800. So. No yeah. one's using him. I like Zalatoris still. Me too. Yeah. Uh, will you use Lowry at like 22%? Is he, is he a part of the good wave or bad wave? Bad wave. Bad, bad wave? So that might kill some of his mo coming into it. Uh, Cam Young's in the good wave because I, I really thought that Keegan Bradley would be higher owned cam young but that might no longer be the case
1: yeah i still i mean i could be really wrong on this we'll see it just in the wave doesn't help but it felt like all week long everyone was just talking about cam young but then not playing you know how it goes right we do it as well like oh you can't play him because he's just going to be too high owned i'd love to play him though everything lines up he looks like a great play and then people just realize when he pops up like oh if i had a known he was nine percent or eight percent i thought he was going to be pushing 20 what is he going to be? Because at 20%, he's horrible at 7,600. But I think
0: he'll be at least 15 now. Yeah. Just based on with the way the splits have gone, uh, the guys around him didn't end up in the perceived good wave, they're in the bad wave. It just, and there's no one else really there. Like, you can take your old guy that you have your preference or you can take the new hot fang. Cam Young, everything's looking up. Bomber track, good around the greens. He has been so good though. Hey, he's been awesome. Yeah. I I don't want to say he's not good. I'm not going to be using him though.
1: Yeah. I, I think like i said again in, especially in the wave stacks I'll still find ways to fit him in there's ways to get different with it and he's gonna he's gonna make the wave stacks he's just that good and I wonder like I said how many people will actually end up clicking the button if it's 12 thirteen percent don't have a problem if he's 20 percent because a lot of guys in this range gets get parsed out to eight to twelve percent if he ends up one of those guys we will just have to wait and see I just have a feeling that he could come in lower than people actually think because more people are talking Almost Hovland-esque in the opposite route, where they like him so much that they're but that they're saying that that makes him bad. Versus Hovland, they just he, there's no way he can find it around the green game, so he's bad.
0: I, I just think it would be easier if there was someone else to go to, and it just doesn't seem like there is. Like at 7600, he's sort of on an island. Like once you get past Fitz, it's Webb, Answer, Leishman, Scott, Fleetwood. No one's using any of those guys. Yeah. Then you have like Day, Keegan, Horschel, Gooch, Bubba, Woodland. So yeah. I'm using Woodland. I think Keegan had some buzz, but that's really it. Yeah, it, you, it is true what
1: you said, though, especially with this perceived edge because it's like Bubba, Answer, and Finau, and nobody wants to play any of those guys or they don't pop or whatever. F- Finau might – I think Finau is actually a good play. He always gets a little bit of ownership, but it's never that much, so I could see going there. But uh, even as of right now, two of the guys just going back for a second because we didn't talk a lot about the, the quote-unquote good plays if you just ignore, <laughs> uh, like Fitzpatrick, Connors, and Lowry. You mentioned a little on Lowry, but where are where you at on those three? Because those are the three that pop as the good plays – even with a little bit of ownership attached. But do you like them, or would you mix them into your lineups? What's your thoughts on those three?
0: They are, I think all three of them are in the bad wave, right? Yep, they are. I think I like Fitzpatrick the best. He's also the cheapest, which really works out well. Yeah. Like, if we're talking per price, obviously Lowry's the best play, but I'm with you. I'm just going to use Zalatoris, and I'm going to use Neiman. Yeah, I think for me, it's Fitz and Lowry out of
1: the three. Con- Connors picking it up and still, like, I still think Fitz, those guys, like Fitz or Louis, those guys can still battle through. Louis's a risk, but in something like they talked about, like the $5, 150 max, like play him for the leverage. If it doesn't, you don't have to get much of it. I don't think he's going to be very owned at all, to be honest. So.
0: I just think where it comes down to like Connors and Fitzpatrick at that low eight, high nines, I'd rather go Finau and Hatton.
1: Yeah, that's definitely better, and it's got the wave advantage. It's got the wave advantage, but you
0: you also, like, I think that all three, four of those guys are, I mean, they do different things, obviously, and the the price is a little bit different. The ownership is massively different, but I don't think that there's a huge gap between all those guys.
1: 7,900 Fino does feel quite cheap as well at this point from what we've talked about in the past, at least considered him at. Now he's in in a major field. Again, it hasn't been the best game, but could he show up? Yes. Noren? Yeah. How high does he get
0: owned? Uh, He gets up there, I think. Um, 15% or lower? Lower. Okay, so he's fine. We can use an oren still. Yeah, I think,
1: I think he comes in lower. I'll see uh, latest here while we're on, but like...
0: Fantasy National loves Bobby Mac, but I can assure you that his projected 10% ownership is going to be way lower than that. He might be like
1: 5%, if anything.
0: I like Bobby Mack, though.
1: Yeah, I like Bobby Mack, too. Eight for eight in majors, too. And another guy, you know, you got to just give that boost to. Based on something like that, again, the books will never have his skill where it should be because he doesn't show up enough, doesn't play enough, doesn't get bet enough. Nobody cares. But we care because that can be a differentiator in your lineup. He's definitely someone that can squeak out a top 20 for you here and just make the lineup work at
0: 6,900. Will Mito end up being too high-owned because optimizers are going to spit him out?
1: Mm, What do you think he gets, to?
0: Do you think he breaks ten?
1: If he breaks ten, he probably becomes bad.
0: I don't know ba- if he, I, based on the range. I, I don't know if he gets there or not, but that's like he's in the good wave. He is the very clear stat value of the six thousand dollar range. Like when everyone runs whatever stats they want to look at, yeah. he's he's going to pop. He's sort of like Russell Henley in that way, where just projections are going to like Mito a lot. Versus, do you actually care about Mito in a PGA Championship field versus all of the other guys around him? Like Gosh. right before we came on air, I mentioned Minwoo Lee. Like if it's going to be fucking windy as shit, and like just and he was he actually played really well at the Masters. That, he, he did play well, at and the he's Masters. like point two percent owned. Yeah. Like won the Scottish Open, did well. win the Scottish Open. Like I mean, I think overall with Rom
1: and JT in the field,
0: by the way, that's true. I think he'd be burned. Morikawa was in that field, and he sucked. Yes, he did. And then he played the next week, and he was um, fine. I just think that yeah. I- instead of going to Mito, if you didn't want to, if he's going to be—and I, I don't know if he breaks 10 or not, but he's going to be relatively popular for the 9Ks—or 6Ks, sorry. And if you did want to go down this low, like you have—I like Sink. I like Horsefield, I like Cam Davis, Min Woo. Uh, I saw people talking up Stenson. I'm not going to be doing that. But Mac Hughes, Keith Mitchell, like, they're all there. So I—I— I, an eighth of the ownership. Like, that would be the gamble I'd rather make than play Mito, a chalky Mito. We'll see. But uh, I don't know. He was just one that really stuck out, like, jumped out of the page of me in terms of what the projections are coming in at.
1: Yeah, I see some others too, like Kevin Nah. We talk about the really majors off? every now and again. Well, just think about what's going to happen here. If he already knows, he sets up well into the fairway. He can get it up there, and then he just does his around the green game thing. I mean, that can definitely work. He's got the touch. shown up at other majors in the past. I like Ryan Palmer, who I mentioned. Plenty to play. And the thing is, too, remember about what we got to think about here. We talked about this on the show with Raza, is how valuable. we're Everyone's so worried about Thursday, Friday, because, of course, you got to get your guys through the cut. We get it. But don't forget on the weekend, we talked heavily about this on the preview show, about the placement points and how 6-6s six sometimes go backwards at these tougher events and you can't angle for that but I'm saying you can try and put some of the better plays in there like I feel much better with like a nah or a palmer over the weekend where even if there is some more wind that pops up it is Tulsa Oklahoma there is possibility that they could fight through it versus some of the scrubs that people are going to be so happy made the cut for them but then wonder why they're shooting plus seven on Saturday plus nine on Sunday and like oh I had a really good lineup if this one guy just came through uh two more real quick Davis Riley I'm going to give him a boost. He's okay. right there at the Mito Pereira place. When we talked again on that preview show, uh, big talents that we expect to be more expensive and, in the future. And, and he
0: was on he was on a big run when we were talking as well, he like was. in real time.
1: Oh, We turned the show off and he was like five under on the day. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yes, that's right. Uh, so again, just talking about he's not going to pop enough. You need to give that guy an extra boost because we know what his talent level is. You, you joked about like, what does this guy even do? It's hard to tell. He's just somehow he's so just good. good. And he's <laughs> just good. That is the answer. It's like a place where you need complete game. That lines up perfectly. And then I had uh, I had one more. Let me go back to my list here. It was Mac Hughes. We, we brought him up. I, I like Mac Our Hughes, Our Canadian man. guy, no bias, but Mac Hughes, isn't he like a, a smaller version of Fitzpatrick in the sense and that he's going like, to grind? Yeah. Spieth, he's going to grind but, his way through it. Wasn't
0: he in the final group of the U.S. Open at yeah. Torrey Pines last year? Like yeah. he, Mac Hughes and Seabez are the two that, what do they hit the ball like 220 yards or something crazy like that yet longer the course harder the course they're just fine they thrive in it that's the guy like i'm saying i
1: feel like a little bit better about him over the weekend than some of these guys that we're going to take flyers on but it's a lot more risk saturday sunday Versus, i feel like he can fight his way and like you said end up in a final group or something surprise
0: mac hughes will do something weird where the scoring average will be like 77 for the day it's like oh yeah mac hughes shot 69 it's like what it's all it takes and then it'll be fine and he'll shoot 77 but (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, one one more guy I had two I can't. Well, th-
0: did you see the Hideki stuff?
1: W- what's the Hideki stuff? Well, remember
0: Hideki tracker at the players? Let us know.
1: Yeah, I remember this about yeah. his neck. What did they say this time? Uh, I didn't bad see this
0: bad news about Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, hearing God. Hideki is having more neck problems this week. Apparently it's unrelated to his previous injury, so hopefully it's nothing too bad, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. That sounds good.
1: Hmm.
0: I well, wasn't playing Hideki anyway, <laughs> so I feel a lot better about it. Did this just that? pop up? Uh, nine hours ago. Okay, so I did not see this. I should
1: pay more attention. But um, so at the players, we got the wave advantage wrong. We got Hideki right. right. So the wave I still advantage.
0: Actually, no, I won money at the players this year.
1: It was probably still fine. I'm just saying, yeah. like like I should tell, we weren't all in. It was just that was the heavy wave. And that's what we discussed but, but in the like show. Five, what five of, about?
0: Five of sixes were really like, we're fine yeah. at the players this
1: year. <laughs> so if we go inverse here and, and go the other way, we'll get Hideki right. We'll get Hideki wrong.
0: And the wave advantage, right? Is that what we're saying? I I guess so. I mean, you were talking about main lineup Hideki. Yeah, I was. I mean, uh, it's a fucking internet Twitter account that follows around Hideki, apparently. (laughs) I don't don't know what it is. (laughs) They've
1: been right one time. Yeah, Yeah, they were one for one. Yeah. No, uh, I'll I'll look into it further and see. Maybe we can get a little bit more information by tea time. But I I just think in general, that's, again, where I have the money. Like, I was leaving a Rory lineup down to Hovland. So I can just go up from Hideki to Xander.
0: Or I can just play somebody else down below. I'm just saying I have I have moves I can make there, so we'll have to wait and see. So this is the last one I wanted to ask you. Like, I'm playing a ton of DJ, although he's in the bad wave. I just think that he is the, the perfect GPP play this week. Like, single-digit DJ at 9500 Yeah. Bucks around all the guys who never win. It's like, true. It's perfect. But Xander, Hideki, and Cantlay are all back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. It did seem like that was going to be pretty even and pretty flat between them, but Cantlay pops up in the bad wave, Hideki now is dealing with this. I don't know if anyone's even going to pay attention to that. And then you have Xander in the good wave. Right. Does that mean that Xander and Hideki pass Cantley in terms of ownership? And those two guys end up like 19, 20,
1: 21%. Yeah. Well, when I, I had it starting the day, I had Xander at 16. I'm just making up numbers, yeah. but like I try and get a rough estimate. I had Hideki around 21 a little bit more popular. And then I had Cantlay, 1920-ish. I thought it would be close between him and so, Dekey. flip him? But now I'm flipping Xander and Cantlay because I think that would make more sense. Bring bring Cantlay more down. And that's the game theory side of this, too, is that, like, you look at now with this, everyone going after this wave advantage, you could have Scotty and Rom, JT even, lower than they would have been. You have guys like Cantlay coming down, the Lowry's coming down, the Fitz is coming down. All the guys that we talked about, even if
0: it's two or three points... Because that's all it's going to be. Because as you mentioned last time with the players, there's only 6% of people actually did this. So. Yeah.
1: that's It's true. I just It'll be somewhat, you know, again, it, even the people that are mixing now are, are not playing a strict wave advantage are still going to bring it down a little bit based on the other side and how they set it up. So I don't know. It's one thing to look at. I would definitely flip flop. I think Xander and Decky come in higher than Can'tley based on everything that's been going on today.
0: Betting splits before we get to the chat. I saw Reed Fowler to sweep these out from DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you know who is the most bet on... These are top five splits. Who are Who's betting Scotty Scheffler at plus 330 to come inside the top five? I have no idea. Who are these people? Tiger. <laughs> Tiger getting 5% of the handle at 12 to 1. The books love them, is I, what I can say. <laughs> are you doing anything with, like, Tiger, Brooks, Bryson, any of those guys? Um...
1: Not really. I, I mean, from what I can tell, just what I've done coming in, nothing with Brooks, really, and nothing. I thought about Brooks because his, his interview, he even called out the odds. Got to love that, where he said, obviously, people don't like my odds. He explained exactly how odds work. And he said, no one's betting me, so he said, this is usually where I thrive. Thought about it, never thought really about Bryson. I mean, at 8,300, there's the intrigue of that, but I just don't feel like the course sets up in the sense that everyone, he can bomb it. If the risk could bother him around the greens, like who knows, you're making up stuff. But at the same time, I feel like he has a better advantage when the thicker rough comes into play, then of course setup that requires complete game.
0: Interesting. I'm looking at the overall betting splits from DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Sheffler is the most bet-on player by far mm-hmm. at 12-1. to Spieth is second. Cameron Smith is third. Are we underrating? Like, I thought Cameron Smith might, like, push single digits here. Maybe I've, I'm way off on
1: that. I've got Cam Smith around 14-15, so okay. I, I was
0: not underrating. What
1: I am saying is still fine by me is that if you've got him and Spieth pretty similar... The ownership is enough to sway it, where it's like that. That to me is you're kind of getting the same guy again. Some will play Smith just because he plays in spurts. He plays all that. Well, I'll just, use him. I'll
0: just play Vic. Sounds... I'll, I'll use
1: Smith in a wave stack. I feel much less comfortable with him in the bigger stuff, where I think people just play it as a, a lock-in safety at a tougher environment, where he could just go backwards in a heartbeat. So
0: I, I don't know how much this translates to actual DraftKings ownership, like the outright betting market. But I do think it would play somewhat of a factor. Most people that are making outright bets on golf. Mm-hmm. Let me actually flip that around. Most people that are playing DraftKings lineups are probably also betting on golf as well. It doesn't necessarily work the same way. Just people who bet aren't necessarily playing DraftKings lineups, but the other way around, it probably does work out that way. Tiger is the fourth most bet on player at 65-1. to Brooks is the fifth most bet on player. Yeah. Then it's Rory, Justin Thomas, Xander, Hideki, and Hovland. Comes in at number 10. No Rom, no DJ, no Morikawa. I feel like that just lines up pretty easy. Let's play those guys. They're great plays.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, like is there,
0: what's Rob's ownership going to be? I got him pegged in right now
1: for around 13. He might come in less than that. Could be. The the debate always with that, so it's him versus Scheffler, right? At the top, they're both in the afternoon wave, so it doesn't matter about that. It's just are people have people moved enough on to Scotty to say just stop? This guy's a robot. Just got to play him. Um, You know, Rom's around the green game sucks. He could barely beat a field in Mexico. Or did they completely flip it and say Rom just won in Mexico? Rom's the guy you want at harder courses. He's two hundred bucks less. Everyone's moved on to Scotty now. It's tough to figure out how those two will go, but I think at either number, uh, I still like Rom at the the lower the lower ownership potential
0: lower ownership lower price and with yeah. the i think there is the potential that we look at the ownerships when sky tweets them out on thursday morning be like oh yeah didn't see that great could have played rom at eight percent that
1: was uh um, brooks at the la- at the masters brooks was coming in like 10 to 12 and then the numbers came out and i remember sites being off by six seven percent he was like 20 he was, was almost 20 percent because the brooks had a major thing came out late to be the one. I, I don't know exactly what that is here. It feels like the weather affects it most, but we'll have to wait and see. I,
0: I I mean Rick and I were joking that's gonna happen to Xander. Like Xander's projected around like 14, 15%. And when we look he's gonna be the highest owned guy.
1: Yeah. I'm like I said we already <laughs> bumped him all the lay points right here on the show. So you give you know, most of the lay overage over to him. And then you have the fact of what he did last week, fresh in people's mind, a fair price at ninety three hundred. I could definitely see that happening.
0: Whoa, <laughs> that was a lot of talking. Might as well have an ad break. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all the rules. Fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs. Movement grew into one of the fastest-growing watch brands, shipping to over 160 countries across the globe. Now, Movement has expanded into blue light glasses that protect your eyes from screens, minimalist jewelry, and more style essentials. Don't break the bank. All designed out of their California headquarters. I got the glasses, the sunglasses. I was wearing them around France last week, and did anyone stop me to tell me, hey, that's very chic fashion? No. However, I did get a glance at myself and reflections as I was walking around. I thought, Pat, you look good in these, and they really did desensitize my eyes to all of the white. and it was absolutely fantastic. My wife loves her watch, too. They have the look and quality of like a $400 to $500 watch that you're going to pay for at a department store, but now it doesn't cost that much with movement. So if you want to elevate your look and style but don't want to break the bank, then Join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash Mayo. Again, that's MVMT.com slash Mayo. If you're listening to me, Pat Mayo, you're probably not the smartest person in the world. But that's okay, and that's why you got to check out Titan. Titan. As everyday investors, the cards have simply been stacked against us. We've been given access to this marketplace of stocks, but we're competing against institutional investors with unlimited resources. We're simply told to invest in the S&P 500 and be happy with a conservative average. With Titan, you get access to strategies similar to those in the 1% without having to be ultra wealthy or pay hefty fees. All it takes is $100 to get started, deposit your money, select which of the portfolios you want to invest in, and that's it. Titan aims to grow investments at least 15% annually net of fees, which could mean doubling your wealth every five years. Check out Titan if you aim to become the smartest, wealthiest investor you've ever seen. So head to Titan.com slash Mayo to get $50 when you invest with Titan. You must go to this URL or you will not get that $50. And they won't know that we sent you. And We want that. That's $50 when you go to Titan.com slash Mayo and invest With Titan. This is a paid partnership with Titan, and at the time of this publication, I am not yet invested in Titan strategies. Right, we have spent enough time chatting between ourselves. we got to chat with the peoples that are out there. The live chat begins now. Sub to Mayo Media Network. In order to leave your question in the live chat, play in the Listener's League as you are watching this. Link is down in the description. Sub to the newsletter and rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast on Apple Podcasts or... Spotify's. you do that, you're in the draw for multiple giveaways of $100 in cool, hard, digital cash. All right, got to have PayPal though, because uh, Venmo doesn't work from Canada. We don't have, we don't have, we don't have Venmo. Isn't that weird? It's, I get it all the time. Win, <laughs> win some bets off guys and
1: say, oh, what's your Venmo? Venmo? Don't have it. And then they get mad about the international fee with PayPal, $5. <laughs> it's
0: like, it's, 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 seriously, it's a thing. All right. Hey guys, I'm looking to add one more name to my outright card, Spieth. Smith or Matsuyama? I mean, in t- terms of fun, I, the answer to me would be Smith at 25 to one. Yeah. I just think that's the best odd of those three guys. Like Smith is down to like 12 to one in some spots. Yeah.
1: Just uh, that's what I also do back to your handle and stuff. And I don't know if it'll apply or move across to DraftKings, but that's why people will bet Smith because people are getting Smith at 35. Uh, now I think it's down to 25. Same with Hideki. He was at 55 at one point just recently and now is much lower than that. So, you know, I, I would not be interested in Speed at 12 to one. I just don't care about a bet like that. This
0: this guy knows. Minwoo Min Lee is your winner. 400 to one with the top eight each way. I don't, I don't hate that. He, got, he kind of crushes it off the tee, too. Yeah, he's he's solid. It's just which
1: one you get. Like, even at the Masters, that was all, it was, wasn't just all the Sunday round. He was, like, five under bogey free through the front nine. Yeah. The back nine was whatever. And then, you know, kind of leveled out to a decent T14 or something. But fine here if you want to go that route.
0: Good morning to Kenny's two favorite Kenna What golfer with a really good short game is flying under the radar? I think it's Hughes. Yeah, we talked about Hughes. I think he's great. And I also think the other thing about him too, we just talked about this
1: on the strategy show with Raza that we did, where sometimes it's just about a range. If everyone's deciding between Mido or Wise or Munoz or guys at 7K like Norin, sometimes you can just skip over that like sort of bubble and hop down to a guy like Mac Hughes at the mid-tier of the of the 6K range and get different that way.
0: I'm really disappointed Sung Jay's not playing.
1: Yeah, me too. I was I loved him before. I, I loved him <laughs> on Saturday when we talked about it. We already had the, the diagnosis. It wasn't even WD yet. And then, sure enough. Do you like Gooch? What's his price again?
0: 7400 He's someone with a very underrated short game is why I bring him up.
1: Yeah, so he was interesting because we liked him coming into the season. I bet him at 150 to 1. Everyone talked about him here. The You know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, it all lines up for him. 7,400. He hasn't shown much lately, but I think, uh, you know, in tournaments, he could be a good play. He is in that afternoon wave, but knows how to play through it. So I I don't hate Gooch. And I'm teetering on Billy Horschel. He was the guy I kind of liked there. But now if it's all things the same, I think you could just go with Gooch. I don't think it really matters.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I'm still Hatton.
1: And he missed the cut last week too, uh, Gooch as well. Oh yeah. I,
0: I mean, every time he's been chalky, he's missed the cut. Every time that no one uses him, he does well. Yeah. He's turning into one of those guys. Hatton is top 10 in around the green over the past 50 rounds. Again, like you just look at Hatton's stats, you're like, he should really be better than his results. He's just not.
1: Yeah, Kevin Nodd would be the other one I'd give. Obviously one of the best scramblers on tour, 6,900, tough event. Again, maybe people say it's too long for him, but if it is, just end up setting it up, and if more guys are missing the greens and these wins come into play and all these factors, I don't hate that. Yeah. For a guy that could sneak a top 20 over the weekend and make a big difference in your lineup.
0: And you could do... I mean the top two in the field, both sixty-six and sixty-eight hundred. Matt Jones, noted win player. Matt yeah. Jones, noted difficult course player. Matt Jones and Cooch would be the other one. I'm not playing Cooch. People really are lining up to play Cooch this week, which I was really surprised about.
1: I don't know if they actually will, but I do agree. It's been talked about a lot.
0: Yeah, it's Matt Jones
1: is sixty-six hundred, right?
0: Yeah, it's not bad, right? Aussie. Yeah, he's actually- I had I had a thing for Aussies. I like Fox. I like Leishman. I like Cam Smith. I like Cam Davis. Why not throw him on another shrimp onto the Bobby right there?
1: Yeah, I had Mac Jones. Matt Jones, sorry, uh, Mac Jones. <laughs> and
0: Let's combine them. Perfect. Show, show can can we give <laughs> Mac Hughes, Matt Jones's length off the tee, and we'll be good. Yeah,
1: I had him tags here, but I, you know, with Mackenzie Hughes right there, I thought that was a little bit more interesting. So,
0: do you think it's better to have a tighter player pool in the expensive range or in the cheap range? I think this varies week to week, and we talk about. I think we have a strategy show coming out. Me, you, and Ben. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the questions that we talked about. Yeah. And I think it depends on the week. I think this week I want to be tighter at the top, looser at the bottom.
1: Yeah, a lot of people like to be tighter at the top because that's where the – I talk about this all the time. That's where the differentiator – that's how you get the leverage, right? If everyone's going to play a sprinkle of everyone, you don't do that, and you play 20 to 5 to 30%. So that's the answer. But I think, like I said, I've got no problem certain weeks like majors or tougher courses or or when there's more unknowns – birdie fest like last week where you, you just have no idea which one's going to come through we know all of them are very talented look at the leaderboard at the byron nelson people were surprised but it had all these the best golfers in the world made the most birdies and ended up near the top so i don't mind spacing it out up top and just taking my stands down low that's another way to go about it
0: i just decided to do this just run the numbers on fantasy national right now over the past 24 rounds i shifted because there's no way that we can really accurately describe how around the green is going to work this week because you're going to have these really tight lies. It's not indicative of most courses. But I just put the filter on to short rough. Maybe that can help a little bit. And clicked on around the green. Matt Jones still is up there. Rory all of a sudden vaults to number four overall. Hmm. Finau, Hideki, Kevin Na, Spieth, Can'tley, Hoagie. No Hoagie love this week. Oh, in Hoagie's
1: anyway. in the good wave too. I like Hoagie for the wave stack. 7,100.
0: Fleetwood Fleet all of a sudden shows up. Scotty Scheffler. DJ and Mac Hughes all of a sudden get a huge boost. So... I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. I, like I, I only like it because it's telling me guys that I like, so that's what I like to do with Fantasy National. Yeah. I try to rig all of the numbers so it tells me the guys How I like. How do I get my like?
1: confirmation bias <laughs> set up here? That's my model. Custom model. Name, confirmation bias <laughs> set. I, I don't know. Tiger talked about it too, right? Like, And that's if you're talking about the GOAT, they get the winner here, you know, a guy that can know what's going on, obviously. And he said, like, that's why I don't mind the Victor Hovland call earlier, because like I said, it mitigates. We do it all the time. We'll allow it for putting, yeah. and we'll allow it for off the tee. Oh, because it's this for everyone, it doesn't matter, so it works in this favor. Why not for around the green? And Tiger talked about like the the. It's no joke around these greens. Like Guys are even setting up shots. That's why I think in the fairway is more important than the distance as the week went on, too, is just how you set up for it. Because when they're setting up their approach shot, it's it's going to be to try and get on the green, obviously, but it's... So that if it does roll back, like they know it will, or they hit the wrong spot, they have the shot they want from there to have the best chance. At it. And he talks about how tough these shots around the green are. So if that's mitigated for other guys as well, then who cares about a guy like Vic or some of the guys that struggle around the greens.
0: Yeah. Or just sort by greens and regulation and play those guys. And hopefully they hit off not all of them, but hit hit twenty percent more than the field and just then you're around the
1: green doesn't matter as much. I feel like that is so unlikely, right? That's the thing here. It's just gonna be very tough to have someone just come out and blitz these greens. You may get one or two, I'm saying, but trying to pick that out. It would have to it would have to be
0: a bomber. Yeah. If if anyone's gonna hit like 80% it's 80% I mean 80% is probably way too high 70% too high. of the greens and regulation it's gonna be someone who bombs it
1: I think you hit over like 60% of greens this week you're laughing like 65 is <laughs> a okay.
0: stretch but we, we talk about the weather being off and we don't know how to predict that what if we're wrong and this course doesn't play hard <laughs> like with the winning scores like 17 under can't imagine I can't imagine it either but I'm fucking wrong all the time yeah one thing I will say about that is I don't care as much
1: because we're playing the best golfers in the world so whoever shines it was just you know at the end of the day like You you can say it all you want, guys. Oh, like Fitzpatrick only does this, and Rory's only good if the score goes to this number, and they backdoor it, and they do all this. It's true. It's what we see. But the realistic sample size that we take away from those things is just so rare. I think that 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 there are
0: certain guys that that, that are more geared towards a higher scoring event versus a birdie fest.
1: It's no doubt that's been shown in the past, I'm saying. But when you really take the full-out sample size and you look at the field that we have in front of us, it won't surprise... like. You know, when you're talking about most of these guys' names, the whole 9K range, none of them are going to surprise me if it's minus 17 and they're up there or if it's minus 8 and they're up there. So there's not as much I can glean from that as from some of the other stuff that I think just looks the way it is.
0: Well, I think that would go back to your impression about where you want to concentrate your lineups because, yeah, that's true in the 9K range. But if this gets to like 15 under, 16 under and does become a bit of a birdie fest as we've seen at US Opens in the past, PGA Championships. That just opens the door for the 6K and 7K guys. To jam themselves in there as well because two of them roll a hot putter and all yeah. of a sudden they're there
1: yep it's definitely possible that's uh, that's why a lot of people do like i said more than most like to spread out amongst the scrubs quote-unquote scrubs because you don't know and they're also similar down that's why you also oftentimes want to avoid a higher owned guy in the low tiers that we talked about on the strategy show because it's just there's so many guys that are similar and the same it's just a, you know a, a way to look backwards that'll it. be a little more contrarian
0: smash alike would you Thanks out there, everyone. Any Euro guys other than Ryan Fox that you like in these windy conditions? I mean, he's not even Euro. He's Aussie, yeah. but or is he New Zealand? Either way, w- one of o- Oceana. We'll, we'll pull it that way. Uh, Horsefield, Pizadenhout would probably be the two I'd look at.
1: Yeah, the the popular one is Norrin, but just going down. Well, the I,
0: I don't really. I, I guess Pazadenhout I shouldn't throw in there because like Norrin's a PGA guy now. Yeah, H- Horsefield, Lucas Hatterbeer, Lucas eBale like, Yeah, I, I could play some of him. Also another Aussie
1: That's
0: loves true. the wind. That's true. Loves the wind. Yeah. There, there's not much actually, to be honest. Does this fall into like the Texas region? Like if we just include Oklahoma, does mean Pat and apply? a play? <laughs> mm,
1: I, I don't, it does technically. It's not, not far away, but I just think take, taking more risks. Funny enough, it is like the Aussies that continue to come up. We talked about like Matt Jones,
0: Matt Jones, Cam Davis, like Cam Davis is actually everything that you want at this course. Cam Davis does well. It's just, he's not that good. Yeah. That's sort of the issue. <laughs> uh, we're going to look at the leaderboard on Sunday and see Bezaydenhout's name on it and wonder how he did it again, hitting at just 270 yards. I hope not. Because I, I just can't. I
1: never play this guy anymore because it's just always the same thing. You're getting a T40 if he gets through. you got to sweat that first. And then, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't have it in front of me for the last X amount of times we've tried to do this and it didn't work. He was 12th feels... last
0: week. Yeah. He finally gained strokes putting last week. eight strokes putting. That's what we wanted from him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> eight strokes but that, but that
0: is his like that's his actual path oh like, it that's is that's what he does
1: I'm saying but when you do that you would expect higher than a 12th usually but yes, it's not uh, going to come through It is. Um, I mean
0: it's tough at one of these at a what was the winning score last week minus 25 minus 26 something like that yeah yeah he gains eight strokes this week. All of a sudden, he's dancing. Oh, of course. Let's see. How has he done He's done well in majors, I feel like. Maybe that's me misremembering. I feel like people feel like that, and then they go look, and it's like... 44th yep. at the Masters, 53rd at the Open, 31st at the U.S. Open, 30th at the PGA Championship, 40th at the Masters, 55th at the U.S. <laughs> that's Open. That's exactly what I said. It is, but I mean... Not good enough. It's not good enough, no. but I mean, we were just talking about Bobby Mack. Like, oh, he's eight for eight. What's, in- it? What's his finishes?
1: Not to make you pull. I just mean in general. He has, he has the he has the
0: twelfth at the Masters. I think know they're that. a lot
1: better than fiftieths. Are they that much better? I don't know. I think so.
0: I know, I know at the Masters. It, he's we did the that.
1: I feel like game. I feel like Bobby McIntyre's are better.
0: Twenty third at the Masters. Eighth at the Open. Thirty fifth. Forty ninth. Twelfth. I mean, three fifth, of those are fifty sixth, sixty sixth, and he was sixth back in two thousand nineteen. So
1: fifty percent of the time, he's in the top twelve. Was it top fourteen? Yeah. And so, I mean, again, that's not going to come over, and the sample size is horrible. I'm just saying I'll take that risk on before I pay the 100
0: bucks more for bazoodins out locked in T38 or worse. Maybe we can throw a bazoodin head on it to make the cut parlay. Should we do it to make the cut parlay? Yeah. We, make- always, we always talk about the masters because there are so few people. But I broke it down in my article this week that just way more people are going to make the cut this week than you think because you have, like, 20 jabronis in the field. They're not making... Them. One might make the cut. Top 70 in ties. yeah, And, like and it's said, top... So. so it's more guys make the cut. You have 20 guys who aren't... It's not... Yeah, pros. it's not a
1: Masters 90-person field where you chop 30 off, but it is still a field where you can chop 30, yeah, but 40 it's still, off. Yeah,
0: but it's still... Yeah, but it's still like top... It's only top 50 in ties yeah, at the true. Masters. And the field's been up to like 93, 94, that kind of thing. So you have just over 50% making it. So if I just do the quick calculation here... So let's take some guys out of this field. There's 156 players, right? So we're going to minus 20 for all the PGA professionals. Let's minus another... 15 between internationals who have no chance from like the yeah. japanese tour and rich beam john daly <laughs> all these other duds who are still in the field that are 60 years old that so picture we'll
1: last a- night of them partying it up yeah and like all
0: the good <laughs> like rory and morikawa were there and Then all the other like good pga champions this so is like fuck this no we don't want to hang out with jason duffner yeah <laughs> uh, so let's call it 121 players okay so 121 players top 70 in ties make the cut so we're looking at f- at least 58% of the field plays the weekend. Don't forget, la- I mean, nothing to do with last week, but do you remember like, 83 or 84 uh, uh, that's guys? That's what I'm saying. At, like at
1: least. So add 20 more is like 90 of the 121. It's like, it's so, a lot.
0: So outside of the Masters, I think the make the cut parlay here. Is solid. It's a little bit better than, especially, I mean, you could play a wave stack to make the cut parlay if you really wanted to. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be, I like, they're not, I, but Zayden, how it is there? Minus 163 to make the cut. I don't know whether he's in the good wave or the bad wave. He's in the bad But it doesn't matter because he's going to... But this is two things we're talking about, but I love it. So to
1: make the cup parlay, I love. Like you just said, you you framed it out perfectly with the math and everything, but... My point is this is where people get it confused because I've actually heard this on a few things throughout the week where they're like, and more guys are going to make the cut, so get more aggressive. Yes, there's lots of guys in those 6Ks, but plug them in. I can't stress it enough, and I keep saying it, is you could get lucky, find lightning in a bottle, but a lot of those guys are going to make the cut, and a lot of those guys are going to make the cut and shoot plus 15 over the weekend <laughs> and not be anywhere near a winning lineup. So that was my piece on the McIntyre versus Bezudenhout, well, Zadenhout,
0: where I want to play the guy with the upside. W- w- you want to play the guy with the, like, what's the upside? Like, that's the finish up upside that we're talking about with yes. those guys but is there a particular skill set that you would want to have of guys who make the weekend would you want more of the mac hughes obviously let's throw a out. Yeah. let out let's what's let's in mac hughes for bazayden now because i think they're pretty comparable type of players mac hughes obviously has the better finishes mm-hmm. in majors but they do similar things exactly the same yeah. they're a similar skill set of player where mcintyre isn't cam davis isn't johnny vegas isn't like those guys could go out and make eagles potentially yeah, i mean probably not at this course but birdies Where the other guys are probably going to try to grind out 17 bars
1: that, that's the thing. And I so that's what I'm saying, where we use tiebreakers on so many other things like distance or wave or anything like that. My tiebreaker for the guys want to get into the lineup is thinking about that weekend. Majors typically get tougher over the weekend. The pin placements get harder. The, they sometimes will start to let the greens just go completely. And so that they can set it up a little bit differently. They'll change the um, the pin, sorry, the uh, the T placement as well. And so I want the guys with the upside over the weekend, your Hughes, you talked about, McIntyre. I I'd, I'd, I'd take that as my tiebreaker where it's, Who's actually going to come through for me on the weekend? doesn't mean they will, but who has the higher probability in my eyes of being able to do so? That's where I'm trying to consider it when I'm thinking about who I'm going to play for over the weekend.
0: If I'm going to enter 80 lineups, do you think it's better for me to enter the 80? And I'm talking about the $5, not the Millie Wager. I don't.
1: I just don't play the million maker. It's the worst tournament, but it's the only. I mean, the it's only one where you
0: get a million bucks, it's a chance at <laughs> life changing money. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's smarter for me to play in the five dollar with the one hundred and forty two thousand dollar one hundred and forty two thousand people with hundred k up top, or the thirty five thousand with the twenty five k up top? <laughs> I always find I do better in the small. I, obviously, I do better in the smaller tournaments. There are fewer people. Yeah. Just like my ROI is better in that one. Yeah. Until you win the hundred k. Yeah. And Your ROI is really good. So, I mean, it's, it's that. But
1: obviously, the smaller the field, the better. And if you're starting, I mean, if it's whatever you, like, I think people just see that. That's the whole point of the whole marketing strategy of it needs to be a million up top. It needs to be 100K up top. And some of us that play a little bit more professionally or more full time, we're always looking at these payout structures saying we wish we could see a better payout structure because 500,000 would still be awesome. For me, I don't need the million if that could space it out a little bit different. I play to win the tournament, so I don't need them to pay 23% of the field. I'd like them to pay 15% and rejuvenate their cash games. Look, you don't want to play? You don't like that 16% percentile doesn't get a min cash? Too bad. Probably shouldn't be playing tournaments. Play to win.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the things that I had talked about with the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, where... I wanted to make sure like a bigger percentage of the, like I wanted to be flat payouts mm-hmm. because I feel like that's something people are going to play every week. Yeah. Like the same people are playing every single week in that contest that I want to create the ecosystem where if you do min cash, you double your money, you mm-hmm. have the money for the next week. But I do think that in terms of like giant prize pools, I'm actually the, fuck, make it winner take all. Oh, jeez, Yeah, see, I, I, don't, I don't need that. <laughs> Obviously it,
1: it pays off when it pays off, but there's a lot of times it's 50K to first, 10K to second. 40k swing on you know mac hughes who we talked about or ryan fox missing a putt
0: down the stretch or something like that it's just a lot to handle well, i'm just looking at it right now like what if you wanted to make that those your final two guys mcintyre and hughes yeah like that doesn't it. sound crazy <laughs> by yeah. any means to yeah. tell you the truth if that's the back end of your lineup hughes and bobby mack i mean you can throw Nor, you can use norin like there's there's guys to use i like Stuart sink woodland you talked about they're all kind of down there but i think 6600 6900 that, yeah. that's cheap you have $9,100 for yeah. the rest of your team so see
1: what I was saying earlier this is where now it becomes the automatic of Rory fits in there easily
0: yeah but now you just use Vic Cam Smith Xander oh. actually I'll go
1: it's Vic Smith Xander D- Zalatoris, probably something like that I don't know exactly but I'm
0: saying that's what it comes down to Xander Z- Zalatoris, and I have money for Fina or Hatton Hughes, McIntyre, Havlin, Xander, Zalatoris, Hatton. It's not bad.
1: It's fine. And I think it's all the advantage, too, technically, if you're and playing. It, a- it is.
0: It's the It's, yeah. the, it's all early, guys. I,
1: I forget the top because that's where I think most people are going to land. That's what I'm saying. But the reason the bottom is different is twofold. One, most play Norin in that spot. You've gone to McIntyre. McIntyre will get name buzz that you hear people mention him. Guys like us will play back. The people ownership the will show, not sparse out. Run Pure it.
0: Sports guys will play. We're going to talk about yeah. him for
1: sure for the reasons we just talked about. We went pretty in-depth. But when you see the final numbers come out, Norin is still going to be more popular there. So you've done a little bit of something different that way. And then, secondly, we talked about it. It becomes like your Munoz, your Mito's, your your Wises, your guys like in that range that people talk about. You're dropping down though to Mac Hughes at 6,600, three percent, something like that, or, or who knows what it'll even be
0: if that. So, John asked, last man in, Noran Cebes or McIntyre? I think noran is objectively the best play, but I think is. everyone realizes that. He is. I think McIntyre is close though.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's close on skill set. Or if like the rest of your lineup's contrarian, I would go Noron. If you want to be different, you want to just you know, move it to somebody else, I would move it to McIntyre and give him the boost based on your own skill set boost where you're saying he's just as good. And like you said, you don't think it's much different. Probably not. But it, you know, if you look at the numbers and the math and the Vegas odds and all those things, what we know from longer term sample size, nor is the better play.
0: Would you go with Killah Keith or Mito? Mito for me. I'm going to play Keith. How much do you care about the potential weather splits? We already went over the weather. You can rewind to 502 of this show, where we break it down. This guy says the players has him scared. Everybody. it Has everyone scared? Has everyone scarred from what happened there? And it it might happen again, but we're trying to figure out and do everything a little bit better. With current ownership looking pretty flat, according to Fantasy National, can we feel comfortable playing whoever it is we like and not worry about leverage? I think you should always worry about leverage a little bit, but I think outside of the huge outliers that we know that are going to be up there, yeah, I, I think just play whoever you want. It, it is one of the biggest
1: things. I talk about this all the time on the, the Fantasy Golf Generous podcast about majors. It gets spaced out enough at the end that you can almost just do that and are better off. Where it lands in certain situations is like if the 9K range is just getting pummeled, which we know it is, right? Even if Cantlay's come down, comes down, we still have Spieth, Xander, Matsuyama, and then Cantlay gets something, plus the others, but the others can't get it because we just had it a couple weeks ago. Keegan Bradley was 9,600. Everyone says he's going to be 20% owned. The numbers came out, he's 10. Why? We talked about it on the show, or I think it was a different show, where it was like there was three other guys there that were no matter what getting ownership. <laughs> so you can't give it to everyone. You can say everyone's going to get it, but they can't all get it in
0: the end. What do you think about Hideki possible injury? We went over that. Uh, can we get Tim Fades every week? Tim releases his pick every week. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Who do you think will be chalkier between Keith Mitchell and... Troy Merritt. I think you have a very poor understanding of what the word chalk means in the yeah. sense that we use neither it. Neither to matter. N- neither.
1: That's a <laughs> prime point of the previous question. Just play wherever you want there.
0: Yeah. Whoever like, you like better, play. I think Mitchell will be higher owned at yep. 3% maybe.
1: What <laughs> If Mitchell gets to 6 or 7% <laughs> yeah, and he's at 3 or 4 who cares? You just play wherever
0: you want. Do you agree that the rough is not going to be a big factor? If so, does this lend towards bombers? I, th- I don't think it's going to be a big factor. I think it not necessarily – helps bombers but it helps cam smith it helps leishman guys that just aren't like, they don't know where the ball is going off the tee yeah. now they might roll it into like one of the 15 creeks that are around that's not good but I think you can miss fairways and like you're, you might be okay here.
1: Yeah, we talked a little about this maybe on the short pre. I can't remember now. But with Bryson, and this is a perfect example to bring it back up. Is I think anytime you're a bomber, it matters. It's better. You want to be close to the yeah. hole. There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm, what I was trying to say earlier was like his winged foot situation was the rough was so thick that him bombing it out was not only avoiding some of the thickest rough, but getting him in places just nobody else was much closer to the hole yeah. than the rest and of the field.
0: Wolf did the same thing.
1: Right. And so that's a big, I think that's not the case here at all. I think it's more of set it up, get to where you need it to be. Yes, the distance of where you need it. If you're, you know, a Rory off the tee and your driver's on, it probably helps because you're further out there and in the middle of the fairway. If you can just find the rest of your stuff, it's better off. But in general, uh, I don't think it's as big of a deal here to someone just be a bomber. They'd have
0: to have complete game to go with it. Norin over under 10 and percent ownership in the 25. Over. I'm going to say over as well. Yeah. Tiger at 70 to one FOMO bet. No. Who cares? Like, I care. you'll. I don't know. Everyone says the same thing. Like, oh, I'll cheer for him on Sunday. I will cheer. Tiger. I
1: will. But I'm saying <laughs> you're still pissed you didn't have the bet. But it's not like no, life no. or death. Were you going to put $1,000 on him so it's something to actually pay off? Mm-hmm. Like 100 bucks to win or seven or 7000 is is good, I guess, if you want to blow it. But I just don't think he's ready that much. I think it's going to be uh, very much the same as the Masters. I actually think Tiger makes the cut, and the books do too this time. He's definitely not plus money <laughs> like he was because of everything that you talked about. But I think it's going to be the exact same thing. The week, bet, the bet against, against him. him
0: on Saturday, exactly. Bet, bet on him on for Thursday. Bet against him on.
1: Well, even then, it's uh, what's is, like his group is so strong. Were you going to bet him in those matchups against what is he? Rory and Spieth, I think it is. Ty, Tiger, Rory, Spieth, I believe is the group. That's the group. Oh, it's an, the groups are incredible. That's one thing I no, would but say. that's
0: that's not the group, is it? Uh, maybe I'm wrong.
1: It's something. It's very good.
0: Where's Tiger? Now I got to go look this up. Yeah, Tiger, Rory, and Spieth. Yeah, that was right.
1: Yeah, that, that's the. Uh, the best group you could like that's No, like,
0: I I contend that the best group is the one two before them. Hatton, Bryson, and Homa. That's oh, a fun group. Did you
1: see the picture of it? No. Oh, it's like they posted. I don't know if it's real or not. Like Homa had like a bucket hat on and shit. Like it was just <laughs> wild. But uh, it's a it's gonna be a more interesting group for sure with Bry- Bryson and Hatton could just feed off each other and tilt the shit out of each other, too, because it's you know they're both so you know busy in that sense. I, I just could see that going bad. But maybe it affects Homa too. I, I just think Tiger gets the perfect setup every time. They wanted to make the weekend.
0: Do you think there's an obvious weather advantage? Yes. We went over this. 502 of the show. With the wind concern, Rory being the only 10K guy in the AM, who will the wind impact the most in this range? All of them. It will. Impact.
1: What does that mean? All of the above. I guess he's asking, like, how does it? You know, my take would be, how does it mess with Kawa, JT, Rom, and Scheffler? They could come in a little bit lower owned, but probably not, not that much to change it heavily. And it, you know, if that's the case, you want to play. Like, they were already, it's already all the best plays on the board. It's just how you think
0: they'll do. Rank these three: Connors, Louis, Fitz. Fitz, Connors, Louis.
1: Fitz, Louis, Connors. Really, really don't like Connors. I'm not as high on him here. I think he's just he's definitely mispriced, and he's that good. But if you Take all the factors into consideration. I still have uh, Fitz as a better play. So I guess it could be Fitz, Connors, Louis. Yeah, I don't, I care don't care think that, that much. Louis is just not a guy. I'm high. He's just a guy. I'm taking the risk on. Right. I'm saying at eight thousand large field, take a shot. He's not. He's going to be like five to six percent owned. Um, but Connors, I think, still gets love no matter what at eight k.
0: Is starting Scheffler Morikawa giving up too much? I don't think so. I mean, if you end it with McIntyre and Hughes, you can do that no problem. If that's what you wanted to do.
1: Yeah. I don't like it. We, t- we talked a little bit about it on the show. I, I guess the-, the highest I would go with a duplicate, like a double would be like more cow Rory, yeah. which we talked on because it's still enough to save you where you-, you end up. I mean, you need so many things to come through and then you need those, you need them two to basically battle off. You need to have like a Scheffler-Cawa separation, not to the effect of like Phil and Stenson, at the open that year but you need them to basically take off and you need the other guys below them to not be in the mix which there's like 12 of them that probably will be <laughs> eight of the 12 probably will be and then you also need your scrubs to come through that we talk about at the bottom you need a lot to go right
0: you plan on doing and make the cut miss the cut I think so I have to go look at it I just kind of thought about it right now as News, we were doing, newsletter. The sh- doing the show yeah just sub to the newsletter if I do want I'll have it in there are you worried about the Sadeki injury stuff or is that just I, I to, pure conjecture?
1: Did you pull up the tweet? Like, what does it say? Like, what are they saying exactly? Is anybody I mean, else they, they tagged you in it, too. I, I didn't get it when I was coming in. I just That's what I'm wondering. But
0: uh, Where the hell is it? Now it's, 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 way, it's way down on my feed. It's
1: probably the same guy from last time. He hooked us up. But uh,
0: who knows? You, let's say I hear it. Is. I'll send you an article that's in Japanese. Perfect. That's why I need it. I'll Google translate we'll do it. it. After. Yeah, it's, it's hate like, to bring bad news, but hearing Hideki's having more neck problems this week. Crying emoji. Apparently, it's unrelated to his previous injury, so hopefully it's nothing too bad, but I guess we'll see. It seems pretty non-committal to anything.
1: Yeah, I do. I would definitely worry a little bit because I just the way I do my stuff and talk about my numbers all the time, very transparent. You go over to RemPier Sports, do the premium show later, I go through it all. But like, he was already on the cusp for me where I was like, maybe I plug him in, maybe not, because he's very safe. He seems mispriced at 9200. He's shown to not have injury issues and that's why I liked him. But this is, you know, something that sparks up and there is guys above and below that you can play very easily.
0: All right. So this is from Wednesday. This is the Yahoo Sports Japan column that Paul has just sent to me. Today Wednesday? Yes, today Wednesday. Okay, perfect. May May eighteenth. <laughs> Uh, The PGA Championship, the second major... (laughs) It's funny because it's translated from Japanese. (laughs) Uh, The second major game of the season will begin at the 19th at Southern Hills. Hideki Matsuyama, 30 equals Lexus, makes adjustments around the front nine with Takumi Kanaya on the 17th. He revealed at a subsequent press conference that he had again developed pain in his neck. He said, quote, I'm not in bad condition, but my neck hurts again. I'm planning to go around tomorrow, 18th, but I want to decide tomorrow morning.
1: Yeah, that's bad news. Hideki's been honest with us in the past. I know it's that one one sample size, but even the others, he's never really pulled like a, a Paul Casey necessarily where we get completely destroyed. So, or maybe he did actually, now that I think about that out loud. I, I can't remember. Did Hideki withdraw after Locke recently?
0: At the Masters, didn't he? No, that was Casey. Or was it, or it was was the it players. players? It was at the players. We, we yeah. were off.
1: And, oh, that's why I feel better about it. See, that's why all the, the talk we had the other day about this late swap stuff and everything, we don't care because you only care about it when it affects you.
0: Yeah, it is said that the pain ran on this day, which was different from the area around his shoulder blade that started in early March. After participating in the Masters in April, he returned to Japan to temporarily refresh himself. Da-da-da-da. The tee shot is tight. I haven't heard anything. Oh, now they're just talking about Tiger. <laughs> Every article has to include Tiger somehow, even Japanese Yahoo articles. Yeah,
1: I think all things aside, like we talk about FOMO all the time. Someone just brought it up with the Tiger bet. But like Hideki and Xander, I think if you can just get off those two in a lineup. Yes, they both could crush. Yes, one of them could go on to win. Anything could happen with those two. But I just think if, like in a main type build for me, I'm looking at it now and just thinking about it out loud. Like if I just go with something different, Hovland, Smith, and then drop down. You're just, you're already using guys in the 9K, but you're using the top end instead of the bottom end, which has Cantley, X, and Matsuyama. You're even above Jordan Spieth, who we know will be popular. And you're below Roy McIlroy, who we know is going to pick up the most steam because he's the only guy in that five-figure range that's in this range, in this wave, I should say. So there's that. And then the fact of just getting different, there definitely is guys in the 8Ks and 7s that could end up
0: beating uh, a deckie who might not even end up playing. Well, we got some breaking news. You ready for this? ablin Choi has announced he is playing in the canadian open this
1: oh, year albin Choi, man our boy
0: he was uh caddying for sung jay sung jay yeah when he when he won that week that we were there uh cameron young hoagie or seamus power who do y'all like the best out of these three cam young yeah <laughs> yeah
1: younger hoagie yeah i like a little more i think we we figured out seamus power where it was like the birdie fest thing and the hard course thing and Seems like he's definitely much better at a birdie fest like he was last week. This is
0: true. Uh, Any hope for answer? Not for me. I'm not doing answer. He he looks wrong, but he looks not healthy. He's in the good wave. Sure. So so I would
1: say the only way to use him is in the good wave. Connors or Hatton? I like Hatton. Yeah, Hatton for
0: me uh first round later hv3 or jason day what do you think neither, neither for me <laughs> we both said
1: neither at the same time
0: <laughs> smash the like yes that is smart you should smash the like sub to mayo media network and play in the listeners league everyone go do that right now i'll stop i'll wait oh i'm still waiting we could ban someone while we wait we could ban it. I haven't banned anyone. Yeah. G- good questions. Uh, every question has been good so, so far. So far, good questions, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait till like, we get to the bottom here. That's what <laughs> usually when it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, or the comments. Who do you trust more of the risky players this week to throw a little coin at, Brooks or Bryson? I would trust Brooks way more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like and that's, that's why Brooks is being bad as well, right? People are just, he's saying, he's healthy. He's saying he's good. He's saying he's being disrespected by the odds. And it is a PGA Championship where he's had success in the past. So, could give it a run.
0: Thoughts on Cooch? I'm out.
1: Uh, waves only same guy,
0: Nice on 6, 6,800, 6, nice edge,
1: nice edge. Well, that, I, I mean, that's it. So someone asked about this. I, I can't remember what it was for, but just in general, like player pool, I usually keep extremely tight 30 to 45 guys, but on a week, if you're going to play, like we just said, you're going to play 25 of this, 15 of that, no matter what, when they go and pull your numbers on fantasy labs or wherever they pull it to see what, how many people did Pat play, it's going to be a bigger number. But that's because you're playing wave stacks from both sides. If you play 30 from one stack, 30 from the other, your pool shows up at 60. It's not about how many you use. It's how you use them, why you're doing it. And we're explaining it fully transparent that we're using wave stacks. So it's going to be bigger than normal for me.
0: With Cameron Young being so popular, who would you go to in that range from like 7,200 up? Uh, Leishman above? Woodland. I'm I'm starting to dig Woodland. And I still like Luke List a lot. I'm, I'm surprised he's not more popular this week. I think Woodland's going to get a little bit of late steam just based on what you said earlier where this
1: range is just, you know, dominated by the PM guys. So I think that's just, a, you know, a little bit, but I, I think it's, you know, if you're playing guys, you don't, you don't care. Obviously Fitzpatrick, I think Adam Scott at a major is still a guy that if he can just get through that one bad round. I, could per- see I
0: prefer leash to Scott.
1: I, I prefer the opposite. I would bet pretty heavily on that actually, if it was a matchup. So
0: I, I did I, it, you might get the bad performance from Leash, but at least he consistently he consistently does the same things well and the same things poorly. Got so there it. is something to that. The and what he does poorly is he can't drive the ball straight.
1: All I heard was play more Aussies. They're Scott, both Aussies. That's what I'm, saying. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. All I could think about the whole time you were talking was like, are we talking about maybe it's both? Because all we've been talking about is Aussies on this whole entire show. It's like they just pop up everywhere, and we just, you know, we both have an argument for these plays. Uh, Scott, I just feel like in a major at seventy seven hundred is more fair. I'll give you an example: Berger, who we didn't talk about at all, I know, is eighty six hundred. I feel like Scott is the same for seventy seven hundred. It's a guy that plays usually worse in tougher fields. Like we got Scott at the Wyndham, where he should have won in a in a strength of field that was that was easy, where when Berger played the easy field, it was the Pebble Beach AT&T Pro. He wins, but when they get into these majors, they come 20th and 30th. That's enough with Scott at 7,700, where if he comes, I I think he has like go to Bazadenhout at 7K, pay the 700 bucks more. Scott has T10 upside, I think. It's just, it would pop up out of nowhere, but I kind of like that.
0: Scott's in the bad wave. Leash is in the bad wave. Both are, yeah. Yeah. Fleetwood too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Thomas Peter's in the good wave. Maybe he can shoot 10 over. What's his price? I don't know. Light. Not low enough, I don't think. He's been trash since he won that tournament
1: over in the Middle East. 7,100 is a bit much to ask, yeah.
0: Yeah, Horsefield's is just playing better at the moment. Who's in the better wave? Siwoo, Higo. Matt, Matt Jones is in the good wave, by the way. Bo Hostler's in there, too. Well, Bo Hostler just gained 13 strokes putting, and it won't matter. You are on. Uh the tap-in birdie last night, so you've been,
1: you've been probably smoking too much Bo Hostler there because that's Brian Kirshner's guy, but uh, I, I definitely am not a Bo Hostler guy.
0: I'm not usually, and I, I'm not for here. I think that he's sort of like easier course type player. What's, I don't know what to do with Neiman. I really want to play Neiman because I think Neiman's a good hard course in the wind player.
1: Yeah, that low, he's got that
0: stinger. He's better
1: on bent grass. There's, yeah,
0: but he's in the bad wave. Like, Should I just say cares? fuck it? Yeah,
1: yeah like just fuck right. it and play it.
0: Homa or Gooch? Um, Homa. Okay. Please rank these three. Day, Reed, and Rose. You want to talk about Johnny too rich. I mean, he's just light money on fire. <laughs> uh, Do you like any of those guys for single entry or three backs? Not really. No. No one does. Maybe that, maybe that makes them great plays. Who knows? Damon has played well in the wind before and is good at scrambling game. Good DK throw in. I don't like Damon here. No. Does, he, he could pop that
1: one day on you, but I, I don't know. not not high on him.
0: Does Keegan whisper Paul Shag like Keegan this week? You're damn right I do. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing Keegan. Thoughts I, don't, on, I, don't, I don't look at ownership. I don't know ownership. I don't play enough that I have to be worried about losing all of my money, but we're playing Keegan. So I even at 55-1, to 1, by the way, this morning. Don't love it. Don't love it. P- Finao at eighty, Patton at ninety. I would play those two before.
1: Okay, even though I think Neiman's better, I'm gonna say the odds are all, are all, not quite getting cut in half, but they're you know still fifty five is not a great number, I think in this field.
0: Thoughts on KH Lee? I kind of like him. Really, I don't. But
1: he's not in like just nothing going on special, but just. Is it TPC Southern Hills? It's not
0: okay. So that's tough.
1: Charles, thoughts on Charles? He looked good last week. Yeah, he looks good
0: periodically throughout the year. Then he's like, "The remember when he
1: threw the club because his shot was so horrible? And then did he end up making par? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that for sure. That's a great, great one to go look up if you can find it.
0: Are Tambo Two Riches earrings made of regular diamonds or blood diamonds? Regular. Okay. Thoughts on Matt Jones or Ery Iggs as the last man in? I, I kind of talked myself into Matt Jones a little bit, Jones. I suppose. Oh my God, there's so many fucking questions here. Yeah, roll let All right, let's, let's go. Rapid fire because i think we're jones, jones is the play there mac jones <laughs> mac jones uh tambo my bro how's your group constructing we don't have time for that shit you go into the run pure show behind a paywall and ask jabroni I think my boy jay like steals that.
1: there we'll see tonight yeah
0: but that's not a show that's not a question for this show no. come on the groups this week are waves
1: all am guys all pm guys there's your groups
0: cbez or hv3 neither for me uh, I'd have more interest in C- in HV3. Uh,
1: I actually do have interest in HV3. I shouldn't say that.
0: Okay. 9K and above, how many golfers would you play in 20 lineups? That depends on you and depends on if you're doing waves. So that question is sort of irrelevant this week. Yeah. Rank them for the $200 single entry. Hatton, Fitz, and Young. Fitz, Hatton, Young. Yeah, Fitz. Yeah, same for me. Fitz, Hatton, Young. McNeely or Henley? I like McNeely more, but I don't think I'll get there on either. Um, I like them both a little bit, but I actually like Henley more. Anyone else have a Brooks bet? Five percent of people out there do. Let, yeah,
1: people, he's another
0: one that people are just betting because the number's bigger. The Spanish Pablo Laraval. La oh gosh! Any love for him? Sky bet him top twenty. What's he, the What's the pitch? I don't know. He just won on the DP tour.
1: Yeah, so did Horsefield.
0: I like Horsefield better.
1: Yeah, I like Horsefield better. He he just won last week. So
0: Day or Keegan, I'd prefer Keegan. Keegan. I'm all over the Euro guys. I feel like they'll make the cut. Pfft, that doesn't sound like a fucking question. Ban for life. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> yeah. me caring and anyone caring what you chat person has, an, has a hot take on. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Fitz or Connors? Fitz. Fitz. Ownership on Hadwin and Wise. Not high. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Play them if you want to. Is the glove a viable option? I don't think so. No uh i know it's not a chambers bay vibe this week but any love for the south africans feel like they could love this track i'm going aussies and not <laughs> south africans we're on the aussies here yeah Seabez ownership not enough to matter please rank noran hoagie and woodland woodland noran hoagie same okay uh any peters love i think we just went over that no thank you
1: what's peters first round leader number i didn't think about this but That could be a first-round leader, Pat. He does have the good advantage. We've seen it at the Masters, even, Uh, where he's gone out and done it. I
0: I think we tried this at the Masters this year, and I think he was, like, 11 over. Double down. (laughs) Double down? Yeah. Let's see. Thomas Peters' first-round leader is? uh, I like this one. 100 to 1. It's not even enough. It should be, like, 200 to 1. Yeah, they don't give us the numbers anymore. They just cut us off at at a number. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah.
1: All right,
0: fine. Uh, Finau, Neiman, and Homa. Finau, Neiman, Homa price yeah i think it's uh
1: i think again i you know talked on neiman's number but it's neiman homa Fino.
0: that's yeah. how it happens now, home Homa's trash man yeah. come on just one he's trash yeah listen you play him at the wells fargo championship that's great pga championship <laughs> the riviera too it's tough him? he's got to show up at one of these majors man you see you say that but he hasn't it's true he hasn't done it it's true fleetwood or young i would actually play fleetwood i think oh there's fleetwood no fleet was in the terrible wave right keegan Keegan. So Young, Keegan.
1: Younger Keegan, but I would just play Keegan.
0: Uh, what's with the Seabez fetish? I think we, No, it's we, the we, opposite. Okay, I think we went over that. Yeah. Hey, Pat and Tambo, love the content. Love you, Jay Lizzie. Rank of these three guys, Ramey, Hadwin, and Stallings, Who is your favorite play? None of them. <laughs> Hadwin None of them. and nobody else. List or kill a Keith? List. Yeah, same. Why should I trust a golfer who locked himself out of his own car? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't. Think Stenson could be a decent salary relief option? I don't. I get the ball striking has been there. I just do not trust it. I think it was talked about like a little bit, but
1: I, I can't I can't do it.
0: Pat, five hundred people are watching the stream live right now, but only eighty likes? And this is a while ago. But still, yeah, like the fucking show, assholes. Come on. Thanks. Sub to the network too, and play in the listeners league. How would you rank these three? Palmer, Vegas, and wise. Vegas, Palmer Wise. I like Vegas. Palmer, Vegas wise for me. Sorry if I missed it, but any thoughts on Cam Champ? Yep. Don't like him. Don't like him. Smash the like. Tambo, what are your thoughts on answer Hoagie and Rose? Like Hoagie. Okay. Yeah, Hoagie's
1: the one that stands out for me there. He actually turns out to be in the decent wave, and he wasn't getting any ownership. And again, we're looking for guys to get unique within the wave. And I think when you've got Noren there, you've got the McIntyres, the Palmers below, Kuchers, people are going to go there. And then above, they go to somebody else like a Cam Young. So I I don't mind Hoagie at all.
0: I've heard others downplaying the wave edge and comparing it to being wrong at the players. It seems like they're forgetting that the only reason we were quote wrong was because of the rain. There's no rain this week, although it looks like there's hail and thunderstorms on sometime on Friday. So that could end up playing a factor. I agree, though. I think, and even we've talked about it a little bit, that there is the PTSD factor of sure. being wrong about it, and then no one like we were really wrong about it. I mean, I was I mean, you actually talked around it being like, "Hey, there is both sides of this," and that actually makes sense in order to gain yourself leverage like we just talked about with this one. 520 if you're looking for the full weather breakdown of the show, but I'm good with being wrong all the time. That's fine. Yeah. Like if if I have a commitment to it and I think that people people don't want to be wrong. They don't want to be on camera saying things that are dead wrong. I just happen to do it all the time, so I'm used to it, but I think that people don't want to put themselves out there like that. So now they have to kind of hedge around it a little bit and i think it is smart to hedge. like if you're playing x amount of lineups but like you said like if you're in a three max why would you do one one and one like now you're raking yourself yeah people have a problem with it it's touting one, right you have to cover your <laughs> angles and people say that but at the end of the day it
1: comes down to this is your person you're listening to in my opinion it's not the be-all end-all but i'm putting money down I'm putting real money every single week. You can see it. The receipts are there. We're playing for real cash. If I'm wrong to what I say I was doing and it doesn't work out, I lose that money. So that to me is someone I would trust. I don't want this person just saying this, saying that, and then I find out they're playing a $5 lineup or something. That's me. But that's okay. But you, everyone knows that's you. I'm saying that's not the case with everybody. So for me, I'm not talking around it. I'm giving you strategies. I want you to go play your own strategies. I can tell you the strategies I'm putting into play and putting real money on and why and how I'm doing it. But you can't pick everyone. You can't play everything. You just have to go accordingly. And I think lastly, Pat, the only thing I'll add finally there is that if you have a full portfolio, then start making decisions. If you've got 300 lineups and you've got $5,000 in play, and some do that are watching this, surprisingly enough, will have that in play that have to think about this. Then that's where I think it's better to sort of make your decisions that way. If you're playing that one $200 single entry, put your money behind what you believe in and play it. Don't worry about all the noise. Take it all in, play your lineup and go and be happy that you put your money behind something you're comfortable with.
0: And this guy says in the $200 single entry, fee now. do you think it will be less than 5% out? I do. Somewhere
1: in that range, enough that if he's, don't worry if he turns out to be eight, you didn't get steamed, Yeah, he's still not owned. Yeah. So play
0: him. I, I actually like him in a single entry.
1: Yeah. I, again, like I say, he's another guy that for sure, uh, because you need to try and get different now in these waves that people will build for somewhat, the phenals, the Answers, those, those type of guys would only fit in there for me. Not anything like high dollar. I don't think that Answer
0: is even close to those guys right now.
1: He's not, he's not near the play. He's definitely not like Finau is a way better play than answer for me. So I would just pick one, but I'm saying if you're building all AMPM lineups, those are the types of guys, because there's nobody else in that 7k range. It's like young Hoagie Norton. I think that's it. Maybe Peters Woodland w- Woodland. Sorry. Yes. It's 7,300. That's right. So anyway, I'm saying the 7k range is stacked, but there's like six guys that fit a wave stack. And you're saying people don't want to play web or sorry, uh, Finau or answer, you leave a lot out. So I have no problem putting them in there instead.
0: Uh, I see Morikawa and Hovland on one book today at 28 and 30 to one. Would you bet those two or Spieth and DJ? Well, I bet Morikawa and Hovland. So I'm going to stick with those guys. I bet them at worse numbers than that.
1: Yeah, you're getting better numbers on them <laughs> for sure. So uh, it's a safety versus, you know, risk versus reward thing. I, I like the the risk because the only thing you're saying is the same stuff people said about Morikawa when he won the Open. No way he can do it. First time here. Doesn't have it figured out. Had to work on shit last
0: week. And then he worked on it and won. Is Mac Hughes missing the cut at the Byron Nelson due to a double bogey on the 18th hole concerning to you?
1: Literally zero. Didn't even know that happened, to be honest. <laughs>
0: yeah, neither did I. Cares. Yeah. Guys, uh, Peter Uline kept it in the bunker in Mexico on yeah. the 36th hole. That's why he missed the cut, and I lost out on big money. So yeah. I did not have a six of six. I remember that. I had a five of six in my big money one in the $200 single entries. So that sucked. Sometimes it happens. Yep. Uh, worry about fits in the bad wave? Eh, not really. Not really. Hatton or Finau? Better pivot off Fitzpatrick. I like Hatton.
1: Uh, Hatton for me.
0: I can bet Lowry at 40 to 1 or Fitzpatrick at 66. Okay. That's great.
1: Who, that's, who do you like? Is,
0: oh, that's a question? Okay. It's not,
1: but they're trying. They forgot the question mark.
0: I, I bet Fitzpatrick, I suppose, at 26 more points.
1: Yeah, you get more on it. I, I still probably like Lowry better, to be honest. Do, but do you like
0: him 50% more?
1: <laughs> not really. No. Yeah.
0: Noren, Munoz, or Straka? Noren. Noren, uh, and then Munoz, and then Straka, that order. Hadwin feels underpriced at $6,300. Do you agree? I'm not using him.
1: Yeah, I, we talked about this on the, the preview show, and now just coming around to it. Like, all these guys, like the Lantos, the Foxes, the Hadwins, not sure how much you'll need them. So, uh, kind of trying just to look to build differently where you just don't even have to go down here.
0: Uh, where's the best place for food in Paris well I can only speak to a very limited experience of places that I went to what was it Robert et Louise was the better, best place I went to what, what was the best meal you had it was probably that one it was excellent it was like a wood like it was a steakhouse yep well a steakhouse like a, like a meat smoke place it was fucking fantastic <laughs> very full but we went to a place in Nice where my wife got, like, the eight-course meal that had a wine pairing with each okay. of the courses. We were so fucking drunk by the time we got out of there. But That's it was, like, a Michelin-star restaurant, so it came with, like, octopus pate and, like, stuff like that. Like, that was one of the course. Like, it was, oh. it was like, your weird... Old Patty Pocketbook's over there. He's got the money, too, guys. He's out at the Michelin-star yeah, I, restaurant. I, I, I'm just... Uh, listen, I'm not using it on DraftKings. I'm just going out to eat. Oh, <laughs> There we are. We went to three Michelin-star restaurants while we were there. And, like... the just because it's Michelin star doesn't mean like it's super expensive. That okay. one was. But the other one we went to was like 20 to 40 euro meals. Okay. But the other place was like 500 <laughs> yeah, euro too meals. Much.
1: <laughs>
0: too much. Uh. Uh, Hughes, List, Kill a keith and GPPs. I like List the best, then Hughes, then Kill a keith. Oh, Hughes for sure. Gap, List, Gap, Kill a keith. Uh Play Homa or play Fino. Fino. Hmm.
1: That's actually a good question.
0: I like Fina better. I think
1: it's because I like Hatton more than Homa. Okay. Because of the ownership factor. Then, then, and then, then Hatton, then Hatton's the answer. Yeah, H- Hatton for Yeah, I don't know. It's close to me.
0: Norin or pivot to HV three. No, Norin's be way higher owned. So. I, I'd rather. I'd still rather play Norin.
1: Yeah, make your decision, but I still think Norin's probably the better play exactly.
0: D- DJ is thirty-five to one on DraftKings. Solid play at that number. I bet him at thirty-three. So yes. Have you guys listened to any other podcast this week? You have. I most certainly have not. Uh, And get a nugget on a sense of who's getting talked up. I mean, this is your field. This is why they should follow you on Twitter at Totag and Tambo or sub to my newsletter where I just embed your tweet in it. Then they can click on it and go find it. Definitely do the newsletter part because it'll be in there anyway, and
1: then you make the cut parlay or miss the cut or whatever you decide to do, which I'm excited for. because There's not not enough
0: guys available is the thing.
1: You can do it. I've I've checked it over here while we were talking. Oh, You can mix, miss, and make. Ooh. So you could just go like four of your favorite from each side, get a little eight-way parlay on the go. Well, did
0: you play the – we tried to play the cussed one, Scheffler to miss the cut. Burns to miss the cut, Louie to miss the cut, but I don't think they're offering Louis.
1: But <laughs> that's how like, either has got way. <laughs> to. Louis, really got written off by everybody. Maybe that's a sign for the week. Yeah, maybe
0: just get in on Louie.
1: South African Chambers Bay type vibes, they said. I don't know what they were talking about earlier, but um, I, I don't know. What was the original question?
0: or Who's getting talked up? Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just going back to it. Yeah, like all the guys that we pretty much, like. so the 9K range would be my biggest takeaway from everything that you're reading. Spieth, and then you've got Xander, um, Decky, and Cantley, Those four are the ones that and have to, to suck up ownership, and then Lowry goes into the next bucket, and above it's Rory and JT. So there's your seven guys at the top that you. That's if you're looking to make maneuvers, that's be, that would be the spots I would look to do it. And then of course the guys that are heavily owned down below. If you're already unique up top, you don't necessarily you can just invert you know, invert it and get a little bit di- um, play a little bit more chalk down low if you're already different up top.
0: Should I retire from PGA DFS? But Fowler and Westwood. No,
1: thank you. Should do the the former and retire.
0: Pat, who's the next Martin Keimer? I feel like there's someone from someone. I feel like there will be someone international come and smoke the course. Maybe Mito. What are your thoughts? I mean, Keimer won the fucking players the year he won the U.S. Open, and when he won, I mean, he didn't smoke the course. Of the PJ Championship, at Whistling Straits. He beat Bubba in a playoff when DJ should have been in that playoff at the same time in 2010. Yes. So by that logic, Cam Smith is the answer.
1: And that's an expensive version.
0: Yeah. So
1: Davis Riley, 6,800, play the talent.
0: Is there any MDF? If like 90 guys make the cut, there is not.
1: And that could very well happen here. We just saw it last week, like 20 guys over of the number. So the ties actually did come into play. We could definitely see that again. This here.
0: guy is asking too many questions. He's filling up the fucking chat. Cancel. It's his like 10th question. It's too many. Banned. too many And this one's about Patrick Reed. You talked about Patrick Reed being over 40-1, to being undervalued, and now he's 150-1. to That was like three fucking years ago. He sucks (laughs) now. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, What's his wave? Has he got the bad wave? Who cares? Is he he playing? Then he's in the bad wave. Oh, he's in the good wave. (laughs) Great. Uh, Lahiri, is he long enough to contend here?
1: Nappy factor. Just had a baby two nights ago. Playing a practice round with Tiger Woods today.
0: Uh, if we play the preferred wave split, are we banking on the fact that round two will spill into Saturday? No, that's the exact opposite of probably what you want to happen, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, that's the, but that is the, the point is I think that's what the potential is, right? If they decide that it's unplayable in the morning because it's not fair, the integrity of the course, and they delay the start times, the tee times, Yeah. then the, the, and the, then bad, the, the weather f- you talked about, th- like it the thunderstorms or something happens, they get pushed over, then it, does, it doesn't matter in the end. That's why I said I won't commit to anything here.
0: Uh, thoughts on coke as a flyer yeah right, this guy again way too many fucking questions
1: actually i do like coke though 7300 and i think he's in the the quote-unquote bad wave but
0: um, yeah i still like him yeah this guy's getting banned at way too many fucking questions he's filling up the entire fucking chat <laughs> no bad questions good questions only but don't ask 400 and- in a row <laughs>
1: You only get so many tickets, though.
0: Once you have used them up, you can't keep coming. Yeah, through. like, just fuck off. You answer your own. <laughs> get a Fantasy National sub and uh, answer your own questions. JT or Cam Smith for one and done? Cam Smith. Yeah. What's Fox's ownership looking like? I don't know, like 1%? Ryan Fox? Yeah. yeah nothing. <laughs> Play him or don't. Uh, chance we see some life at a Ricky? Hope not. I mean, we might see him on the Live Tour soon, so that'll be nice. He's already
1: him. said he's not hiding it. He should. Well, of
0: course, because he might not be on the fucking PGA Tour. Yeah, he has no choice at this point uh when do you think reed will remember to play golf i don't know when he changes clubs again hideki says he's fine according to guy on the internet in this chat
1: so another thing came out then already
0: did it i don't know if he's saying that has to be right maybe he talked to hideki this guy in the chat i would would trust yahoo japan (laughs) just saying over guy on internet uh, Becker or Nora? Okay, we've we've re- officially reached the tipping Becker point. Becker or Norris was the question. No, Becker or Nor- Sean Norris?
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> the answer is Becker, but that's a horrible question. That's a bad question. I don't care that it was a question. That's a bad question. <laughs> Come
0: Becker on. Becker or Nora?
1: What is? Why Becker? Can please enlighten me? I believe Boris the fucking Becker. Third- Show us <laughs> your
0: pecker, Becker.
1: Becker. Oh. Oliver Becker. I believe it's uh, nine of his last 11 top 10 finishes. 37-year-old. was he, he playing on? The fucking challenger tour, yeah, Like the uh, DP stuff. But uh, at 6,400. I'm not interested, but I'm just saying that's what I... I had to look his ass up because for some reason he was popping a little bit. Sean Norris was not popping for me, and he was somehow overpriced last week and couldn't get it done. So Didn't he like make the cut last week? Maybe. Not enough to talk about. Hoagie and Gooch or Hadwin and Neiman? I prefer Hadwin and Neiman. I'd probably go Hoagie and Gooch, actually. I'm, I'm not big on this playing
0: $6,300 guy. 2v2. Fitz and Lanto or Wise and Henley? I don't like either of those. Fitz and Lanto. Or, or Wise, Wise and Henley.
1: God, I hate them both, but I would still go Wise and Henley. Like I said, I'm just trying... Like, this $6,300 play, if it burns me, it burns me. But, uh, and again, I think Lanto's in the Wave stack, so Showdown play or something like that, you want to use them there. or Try it out in the Waves. The only way I could even see myself. But I just think, again, I think avoiding going down. Or even though there's no heavy ownership, it's about the roster construction. Everyone's going to land in the same spot once you do that. So you
0: don't necessarily get as different as you think. Oh, James Jernigan getting put in timeout. He is just commenting on what we're saying and not asking questions. Done. So he's a Time piece of out. shit. Don't and like him. Don't like him. Fuck off. Uh, do we like HV3? Kucher love? Play more Aussies? These aren't real. Oh, okay. I'm going to stop before I get too mad. I'm sorry. You can blame these people. Um, who are doing it, Uh, making me upset. That's what happens every week. It gets to that certain time every week. We had such good questions for like a legit 45 minutes. And they went away. It's great. Now it's just the worst, the worst questions. (sighs) It's too bad. Sad. You can hit the time codes. And find out what we talked about there. Smash the like on the way, unless I banned you then you can probably down <laughs> vote it if you want to. But if you want to get in that draw for 100 bucks, there's multiple winners. So sub, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the Pat Mayo Experience, audio podcast, up to Mayo Media Network, playing the Listener's League. And as you mentioned, the final bets, uh, your threads, more shit will be in the uh, newsletter later on tonight. This guy is telling me about Ryan Fox now, selling me on Ryan Fox.
1: <laughs> You've been talking to him for thanks, days. Thanks, thanks.
0: Thanks, John. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Tambo, what, uh, you're you tonight on Run Pure, and yep. you'll be free showdown Mayo Media Network tomorrow night? Yep, yep, we're going to be doing that. So Run Pure,
1: if you guys haven't gone over there yet, runpuresports.com. There is a 48-hour promo code. I don't always have the promo code on the show, but PGA50. You can go on and use that, get 50% off your first month. It's all sports, one price. But it will be good to get on tonight. be myself, Big T, Uncle T, doing the premium show. Who's, uh,
0: is Uncle T really his uncle? Yeah,
1: he is, Terry. <laughs> Terry. Terry. Terry Neos, He's the man. He, he loves to uh, make you feel good about your bets to try and get, like, action in against you, and you're just like, fuck off, Terry. We know that this is a bad bet, and you're just trying to angle me, but we'll, we'll try and get some action a different way. Um, 10-0 and streak against Big T on that show, actually, in bets. I wiped him clean last week, so uh, get back to it today. That's always fun. You beat him 10 nothing in bets last week? Five last week. Uh, one the week before we didn't get enough action in and four the week before that because what we do is we take like a guy and he wanted Zalatoris last week so I just took the entire 9K range against him (laughs) and even with Burns missing the cut he still finished like two and a half points better so get my digs in now he'll get me back later I'm sure but
0: he'll get you back by like winning the Millie this week
1: correct if I don't but I think I think I am this week this is the one we've been waiting for folks we'll clip this out for after Paul will take care of that and we'll play this back when I win one of the Millies this week maybe two who knows
0: that'd be nice Probably won't. Actually, we're not doing a live show next week because I'm away on right. Wednesday, but we will release the DraftKings Strategy Show uh-huh. with me, you, and Raza, so people can tune into that. I think that's everything. That's I think, it. I mean, I'm going to go make my lineups now. Another major, another fun one, lots of weather to talk about. Twitter should be exciting over the next 48 hours, but... The tournaments in between the PGA and US Open, kind of good, unlike between yep. the Masters and now, or we are we they've been...
1: Schwab, Memorial...
0: Canadian Open?
1: RBC Canadian Open? Yeah. Or?
0: Sky, uh, no, Scottish Open's before. Are you going age. to
1: that? No.
0: No. No. It's right by my old house, too. I still own the house, but I don't live there. Damn. So. I kind of want
1: to go to that. but
0: At, at Royal St. George? It's just fun to go. I think it's going to be a good event. I mean, I've never been to Royal St. George, so I don't know. It seems like a, that's the first week of the Live Tour. Uh, yeah, it is, too. We're battling up
1: against it. By the way, Richard Bland today came out and said. He's playing. He said, I
0: don't care. He said they banned me. They banned me. He said. Yeah. What the fuck does he care? He's like fifty. <laughs> He's like I. I didn't win a tournament in my career until last year when I was forty fucking nine years old. You know what? You know. Get, what? You show me the money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what rhymes with Richard Bland? Richard Band. For life. For life. And from the PGA Tour, maybe. so. Yeah, maybe he just
0: joined the chat. Maybe that's the end of him. Yeah, we'll have to see. I like that the PGA Tour is taking my strategy of just banning people <laughs> for life. I think it makes a lot of sense.
1: It does. It works.
0: Toe Tag and Tambo on Twitter, runpuresports.com, fantasynational.com slash Mayo. To get the 20% off, smash a like, sub to the channel, play in the Listeners League. Thank you all for tuning in. Good luck at the PGA Championship. Go win some bucks, okay? I'll see you next time.
1: Mayo Experience! Experience!